singer. I mean, I already put out there, y'all put out Paul. 
I already know that you write songs. I've already put out there before that Blair's a songwriter. Um, he's a singer. Uh, y'all all are ministers. So, you know, um, I think we should just call this one the sound of music. Right, because he... But um, I think we all somewhat diddle and daddle with music, so mm-hmm. I think that is, I think that's going to be the title of this one. I think that was great. Okay. Yeah, you know what? That's um important. Uh, or that that topic is um definitely a uh, uh, it's a great topic mm-hmm. because of, uh, when you say the sound of music what attracts the most people in the world mm-hmm. exactly you know what I mean? so like us being men first of all that's one thing that the enemy is positive is for right you know what I mean and then us being well men men <laughs> right <laughs> set everything in order, you know what I mean, he called the responsibility on our shoulders, right. you know what I mean, so what the enemy is trying to do is take the responsibility away, take, take the, the, the influence of men away, the influence of fathers away, the influence of brothers away, the influence of brothers being examples to other brothers away, you know what I mean, because you see the most of us, we don't know how you know what I mean, to get out of the situations that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Right. You know what I mean, you see a lot of us locked up, a lot of us killed, a lot of us, you know what I mean, doing things, not being fathers, you know, saying that just, you know, that's my child, but I don't got to, you know, do nothing for him, let the government take care of him, you know, or whatever the case may be. Right. When the Lord has placed a great responsibility on us as fathers, you know, to be the protectors, the providers, the leaders of our families. You know, and at the same time as us being the protective provider and the leader of our family, we have to hear a word from the Lord to be able to uh, uh, set the foundation, set the structure in our family. You know what I mean? Then he blessed us with wives, exactly. you know what I mean? Which is not, you know what I mean? She's not under us. He, he took a rib. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so she walks side by side, side with by me. Side. And everything that the Lord passes through me, he passes to her to be able to, to, to push the structure. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. See, 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 we got to be now groundbreakers. Come on. You know what I mean? Cultivators of the ground. Break it up. Look, everything that you learn, forget about it. Because you have to be retold. You understand? Mm-hmm. Not, not that we learn, but that you learn. Like the ones that don't know how to come out of what they're in because they've never been told. The fathers ate wild grapes, so their children's teeth are set on edge. Nothing was corrected with the generational curses, so it keeps going on and on and on. So we have to be in position. I don't know why y'all. Said, <laughs> <laughs> but we have to be in position to answer to the Lord and do what He wants us to do mm-hmm. to shake the ground. That's so. That's actually a very pivotal thing you just spoke on. Um, if you actually look at it. Um, in a different aspect, God created us in his image and his likeness from the dust of the earth. So since we're the dust of the earth, our wife is just, as my apostle says, dust refined twice. Yeah. Meaning 
they're just a part of us, but still has the same knowledge and same understanding. Um, so I, I think that's a very, very key point. Um, Blair, um, what's going on, man? Like, I'm, so so much is going on with you. What's 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 up? What's up? What's up? Blair has been living his life, I guess. Corona was a little hard, not financially, but more so, I can say, if you don't go home and do your homework, mm -hmm. like the teacher sends you to do it, you won't comprehend what you're being taught in class. And so therefore, I think that's when it became a problem. This wasn't the fact that um, I wasn't doing it when I think church was going on, but when literally we got shut down from every single thing, and we literally had to stay in the house, mm -hmm and do this, it could be nothing but work, staying in the house, work, house, and then just seeing so many deaths, it kind of overwhelmed me, I can say that. And I had to, I'm not gonna lie, you know, I, I'm a person that like to keep it 100. Mm -hmm. So I got off the track, you know, I've been raising church all my life, I know the Lord, you know, I know the whole protocol of church and everything, excellent. But at the same token, it kind of made me get a little buck well. And I had to get myself in order to the point where I started to kind of cry out to God because God, I said, God, I don't want a backslide. I don't want that to be my desire because that's not my desire. And at the end of the day, what's in you will always come out of you. So mm -hmm. even while I might have was in my sin, I'm still finding myself ministering to somebody. I'm still finding Jesus coming out of me. And it was just not the place for me. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, it just began to make me, like, just realize, okay, it's time to get back. It's time to get hit back. And, I, you know, things started to get overwhelming at work, dealing with people. And I'm starting to re see my reaction. And I'm starting to want to almost react like the world and want to hit or do this. And I'm looking like, whoa, even though I'm not causing the problems, I still can't react. And one of the coworkers, it was clear as day, they woke me up. <laughs> they said to me, don't you say you're a Christian? <laughs> and I said, you sure are skipping right. I am. And I'm not all the way fully delivered yet. Mm -hmm. But at the same token, I had to, too, realize I have to be polite because I don't want my good to be evil spoken of. And I can't do the things that is pertaining to the world or react. And at the end of the day, we got to realize, too, our revenge don't have nothing to do with God taking care of the situation. He can do much better than what we can. And so I had to just get in a state of praying and letting God be able to handle it. And so now, you know, I'm getting better and getting back and doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And that's why I'm like, God is allowing things to like kind of get me back to where I need to be. You decided to call me. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have the most funerals I had to do this year. Mm -hmm. And I had to orchestrate the whole thing. It's like they've been literally, people been calling. And I'm like, well, God, is this really you trying to really get me back? And it's like, I just, I, I'm, I got to get back and I can't just depend on going to church. Like I said, I am a person that don't like to learn virtually. I do like to go into the church and everything like that. But also, I got to also stand ground mm -hmm. when it is, when you are home. And it's just, I just pray that we do better. I do better. The church do better, even in general. And just to get, even tell this quick story, I kind of got a little bit disappointed in the church because with so much going on, one of my friends, their family don't go to church and, you know, don't know God, anything like that. And so I came into the life and started to help the, my best friend to pray. Now, you know, she's trying to get on with her cousins and them. Mm -hmm. And the church, their, one of their um, little cousins got shot and killed. They asked me, they said, do you know anybody that can, 
we can have a church. So I called even my church. You know, I called several other big churches. You got to be a member. Mm-hmm. But mind you, to me, I felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Even coming to them to tell them, you got to be a member. And I, I look at so many people that got gym memberships that don't go. I'm so worried about membership, but not really worried about the souls. And I started to question church, are we really worried about the souls? One thing about people that may not attend church, they respect loyalty. Mm-hmm. If you're loyal to them when you're down, then guess what? They will be loyal to you and come back to you. You never know where that can take you. And so I'm just like, I don't know. I'm calling over and over trying to figure out this, trying to figure out that, da, da, da. So I wanted to find in the church. And when that night I went to them, went to their house, and, they, and uh, one of the guys who told me, the uh, father of the young man that died, he came to me, he said, you know what, I just respect the place that you're in. And I said, um, well, what you mean by that? And he said, because, you know, you just helped us with this whole church thing. We finally found somebody for us. He said, I don't know if your, um, your, my um, little cousin told you about, you know, where I came from, but I changed my life all over. And he said, you know what, man, I think I'm going to have to bring that in, church. I'm going to have to bring it in, man. And I just, that almost made me, brought tears to my eyes because it's showing me the purpose of what I am in my best friend's life or whatever, it's showing me that it's being done. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be in church to do save souls or do anything because at the end of the day, sometimes we got to go out into the world. I mean, we're amongst the same people. If we're amongst the, the wealthy people, I mean, who we need to help? Exactly. Exactly. So, like, that, was, that was another one of the questions, you know, how <laughs> being a singer, songwriter, musician, writer, how do you feel uh, musically how you can bring that not just in the church but outside the church to draw more people in? Go ahead, you got this. <laughs> Allow me to speak candidly. Mm-hmm. I believe that <clears throat> the music that I hear now today on the radio that's supposed supposedly is in the category of gospel music or Christian music or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. is has no substance whatsoever. Um there used to be a time where music all you had to all you had to do was sing one note and your your soul would just just shake. Mm-hmm. Everything within you would just fill it. Maybe it was emotion. Maybe it was the Holy Ghost that was coming in and making visitation. But there was there was something. Right. Now music is just hippity hop, bounce, bounce, bounce. Uh it's all shout, 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 shout. There's no substance. There's a, there's a song that my grandmother used to sing all the time. And I found it see meeting me in the world. I find it meeting me even to this day. And it's how great thou art. How great, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. No matter where I am, that song always finds me in a place where I feel like I need something to get me over. There was something that got slaves over mm-hmm. when they were in the fields. Mm-hmm. And it was songs. They would sing songs that they would till in the fields and picking cotton because that was their connection. That was their only line of freedom. Right. While they were in the field to God. Right. You get what I'm saying? I believe that the music has to gain more substance. There has to be a connection, a relationship. 
the re- the relationship has to be revealed through music because the music that we hear now it don't sound like anybody got a relationship with God. They got a relationship with the record label. So basically, what you're saying in because I, I wasn't gonna talk about it, but I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I gotta talk oh, about it now. Yeah. Please. So we already know the main person who takes over that, which is Lucifer. That's Lucifer. that that that's that was his job in heaven. So now he's down here on earth, and his name is now the devil. It's funny how God switches your name. And it's funny, we talk about our names and our titles switch, but we never actually understand how the enemy's name switched when it came down. So now he's down here, and he's now perverting the music that we're listening to. So since he's doing that, how are you using your voice to change and interact to save someone else. Like, I, I, I love what you just said, Blair, uh, earlier, how, you know, you were able, even through the toughness of everything, mm-hmm. finding, all right, God, I know I'm, I'm at my broken point. And another thing, like, I, I just love God. We are never fully down. Because we always say, oh, I'm down now. You're never down because we lean no matter what on a firm foundation. That's, that, that, that's what, that was what was set in the very beginning for all of us. Um, this this dear man beside me is a preacher's kid. So we already know, know that his <laughs> foundation is, mm-hmm. <laughs> is laid. You also laid. Um Let's jump into that. Let's, let's jump into preacher's kids because, <laughs> um, unfortunately, um, my kids are learning that now on being the preacher's kid, and I never again wanted wanted this, but this is what God ordained for me. I, like I said I was, earlier, I was fine just sitting watching football, drinking my liquor, drinking my beer, and saying "Go team, go!" But now that has switched. My light is on, and now I'm moving. But for y'all, this was this was y'all lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe a lot of this, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, a lot, a, a lot of what y'all learned early was tradition. So please, like, break it. Like, like I want to know how it was being a kid. That way, for one. I don't make the same mistakes <laughs> to mine. Those are the two little ones. Not, you know, uh, <laughs> negating my older three, but the two younger ones, they are really coming up and they're really flowing in the spirit. But I don't want to, I don't want to be, as we were talking about earlier, so jumping up for church that I'm missing my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, your first ministry is your family. Right. You know what I mean? According to the Lord. You know what I mean? Um, when I was growing up, my father being a pastor, um, it was it was a struggle for me because I always wanted my father there. You know what I mean? He had a lot of preaching engagements. I know we were there, but we weren't there at the same time. That's how, how I felt personally. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there was a standard. There was... Um, then then uh, there was um, also where you always had to, there was like a standard uh, that you had to uh, uphold. Like, you know, 
aren't. I'm a preacher's kid. My uncle's a pastor, or my uncle's a bishop. His children. You know what I mean? Then you got my other uncle, a bishop. His children. Mm -hmm. Then you got my aunt. She's a pastor. Her children. Then, like, everybody in the whole family, we're all singers. We're all musicians. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So it's always that competitiveness. Who can shout the best? Who can preach the best? Who can hoop the best? Who can holler the best? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so, me personally, I was like, whoa, I'm not actually a good shouter. I can play the skins, I can play mm -hmm. the drums, I can play the keys, I can sing, you know, real well, I can write songs, and all that stuff. That was like growing up. I started writing when I was like maybe seven, eight years old, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Things like that. But I would keep a lot to myself because it was like the, 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 uh, um, the influence mm -hmm. of who our parents and 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 our parents and those that were in leadership above us had their expectations that they had for us sometimes didn't line up with who, what God had for us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that created like a, a, um, a imbalance because you know the purpose and the gifts. Like when God puts something in your heart, you know what I mean? It says guard your heart with diligence. Um, because out of your heart flow the issues of life. You right. know what I mean? Your gifts and your callings, the things that God has given you, the dreams and aspirations that he has placed in your heart. Guard your heart. Don't let nobody steal what God placed in there. You know what I mean? So sometimes what, what it is is that our parents, who God has used to, to cover us, they have this expectation of who they think that you should be. Well, God's like, look, well, they're mine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So at the same time as us being the Lord's, we're fighting the battle of, okay, i got to prove myself to my parents, you know what I mean? But I don't even know God for myself. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So in the midst of growing up in the church, not knowing God for myself, and then having to prove myself, trying to be like, every, okay, well, they falling out, so maybe I should fall out, or maybe falling out is not real, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All types of things go through our minds. Seeing stuff, seeing adultery, seeing... You know, seeing, seeing, okay, we're going to church. Now we're going to go smoke an L in between church, go back to church. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Have a good time. You know what I mean? Oh, it's okay real quick. Mm -hmm. But it's not okay. Because that's rebellion. That's right. disobedience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's serving other gods. You know what I mean? He said, look, the Lord said, thou shalt not worship or, 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 or worship any other God yeah. before me. You know what I mean? Serve any other God before me. You, you, he, he, he makes it plain. Look, I'm a jealous guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to learn that later on in life because I got led astray from mm -hmm. those who I looked up to right. and thought were the correct uh, 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 example, looked at them as they was like, like they was gods. Rather than looking right. at God, I'm looking at them. Mm -hmm. Trying to be like them. It messed me up. I found myself from smoking weed, drinking at a young age, 14, 15 years old, you know, uh, uh, getting kicked out of my house, you know, because mm -hmm. my parents had separated because, you know, situations went on between them, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Moving from house to house, getting hooked on crack cocaine, God delivered me from that. When I was hooked on crack cocaine, the Lord said, look, this is your last day. See, what it is, we get so far from God that we don't know what his voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. 
we don't know how to hear them. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But see, like with um, with brother, uh, I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah. was talking about when he was like, "Look, you gotta stay in your word." You know what I mean? Even when you're going through it, because you know what I mean. See, there's a difference between uh, uh, habitually habitually doing something, right? You know what I mean? Making it a habit than being like, "Lord, I messed up." That's, that's when His grace can hit. But He says, "Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound?" God forbid. So, I'm doing what I want to do, <laughs> having no reverence for God. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then you look at in Romans 1, I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip around for a couple Go ahead. seconds. Go ahead. In Romans 1, it says that they knew the truth, but didn't do the truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, God sent them into a reprobate mind. Mm-hmm. He's there. He said, look, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Exactly. Right? Right. But he's there, but you can't even hear him. Come on. Not going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm, not, I'm not going to keep going there. Mm-hmm. But let me get back to this. Okay. So the Lord said, today's your last day. I told everybody, I was like, yo, the Lord said, today my last day smoking crack. they like, oh, you don't just get through that like that. You don't just get over that. Mm-hmm. The next day, the Lord totally delivered me. The whole time. See, that's why faith is important. That's why faith is important. We walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, by faith, your world is framed by the things that you speak. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. To speak those things that be not as you got to speak. Your del- you know what I mean? Speak your, your you deliverance. Your deliverance. All of it. Yeah. Speak, I am an overcomer. I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm more than a conqueror. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to speak those things. Know who you are. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You got to know who you are. Not what man fabricated, fabric, what, what they fabricated, fabricated mm-hmm. of who yeah. they thought that you should be. Because they can't even see that much. Mm-hmm. Only what God shows them. He said, look, I show you in part. Mm-hmm. So how can you tell me my whole life story if you don't even know me? We don't even know the hearts of each, each individual. No, no. Listen, y'all, listen, y'all, listen. Y'all, y'all got me you, in the place no. right now. Hey, <laughs> listen, listen. But, but this, this is what's needed right now because a lot of people are are struggling just trying to just be themselves. A lot of people don't know. Like, listen, I was... Let me go ahead and just say because thank God I'm delivered from it. But I was an alcoholic. I was a functional alcoholic. I was I can I could drink my behind off, not get drunk, go to work, and work to the tip top shape. I work in an operating room, so I gotta know steps ahead of the doctor. So I'm working. It got to the point when I stopped drinking. They're like, wait a minute, Brian, um, you off. And we had a bar literally around the corner. Wow, here's twenty dollars. They said, I don't even care if you got money, here's twenty. I need you to be back at your tip-top sheet. I need you to go get another drink. Go go get a drink. That way you can function properly. I didn't even realize I wasn't even functioning properly when I started to <laughs> stop drinking. <laughs> but that's how that's how close I was with the doctors. I, it got to the point I was teaching the new doctors how to do the cases. I was literally suturing the people up myself, I was literally sitting there making skin incisions. And it wasn't until 
after the fact that I saw myself like, wait a minute, yo, it's been 30 days and I haven't had a drink. Like, wow. Yeah. And I like everybody's story is a little different. I use um soda, I use soda as my fall too. I it was a whole mind thing with me. If I heard the crack and the cyst from the soda, I made it look like and sound like the crack and the cyst from a key. Mm-hmm. And I, I I reprogrammed my mind that way daily. And and I think a lot of people fail to realize it's a daily walk, even being a Christian. Even forget Christian, even to being the disciple, because Christian, that's nothing but religion. To be a disciple, it's a day-to-day walk. All right, I'm I'm gonna live right today. You know people I wanted to cuss out? It got to the point now God has took cuss words out and I've been putting the other words in it, don't even sound right. I get cut off and <laughs> uh driving and I call somebody a penis head. My wife was like, Brian, really? And I was like, Well, I, I can't say what I want to say. Because I, I don't know the words no more. It don't even sound right coming off my mouth. That was the next best thing I could say. Yeah. To let them know how mad I was. But um that's a very good focal point um that you brought up. It was like, wow, like, yo, like people don't understand how much it takes just living a life for Christ. Um mm, man. Go ahead. (laughs) One thing, and that's so true because a lot of people, I look at the church, everybody, I guess they really, I want to be a bishop. I want to be. (laughs) And I look at them like this because only because if you realize what you have to go through to get the anointing, the anointing costs. And if I go even on my life, and I know it's probably people that have worse life, you know. But me, I was abused growing up. Mm-hmm. I had to deal with my mom telling me I'm this or telling me I'm that. Then for 10 years, hopping from house to house to house, sleeping on the street a couple times, sleeping in a, a abandoned home for a month that I should never been in. So, and then just even dealing with wanting to love with your mom and still not being able to handle that. But also God telling you, he have designed me to even be able to, to cast the demon out. And... It was to the point at the beginning of this year. They somebody they called me, mind you, like I said, I was slipping away. I was trying to, you know, wasn't really trying to be doing ministry. I kind of got away from it. And in the beginning of the year, so they called me and said, Can you give a trial sermon or whatever the case may be? I said, trial sermon, I don't want to give, I don't want to do it. So I said, Well, I'm gonna pray about it and I'll let you know. Prayed about it. God said, do it. You gotta do it. God said, do it. <laughs> so after that. I sit there and I, I'm praying and a lot of another reason too why a lot of people is not getting healing healings from singing because y'all was just mm-hmm. talking about that is because a lot of them ain't praying. If you're not praying and you're just using the gift, of course you can't do nothing because right. it's an anointing that destroys every yoke. A powerful just because you gotta sing it, I mean you can sing amongst mm-hmm. many of people and just have a gift and just the gift be the gift. But without the life impacting of prayer reading God's word and having a relationship with him and not just going off of, oh, I got the power just to sing. I mean, it's just you looking outside and just watching the snow, you know. And so even just, but going back to what I'm saying about going through 
sometimes it'll cause you to cry, it'll cause you to wonder. And like I said, I had to pray fast. And I, when I had to pray, I had to pray and fast. And I love to eat. And God took that away from me. And so I'm praying, I'm, I'm fasting, I'm reading his word. He gave me a powerful message. You know, I wanted to speak on peace. I wanted to speak on he'll give you joy. He didn't tell me to do that. He told me to speak on staying focused. And the church is not staying focused. They're worried about positions. They're worried about titles. They're worried about all this. And to me, that don't mean nothing because a lot of them don't have the anointing. A lot of them is still living in sin. And guess what? To me, I look at it, and that's why I keep it real with myself. I could have probably did it. I don't I don't care to have the title. They can keep it. I, I don't care because I'm saving more souls outside without the title than, than what the church is more probably even doing. And so, therefore, at the end of the day, they have the titles. But yet and still, they still sleeping around. They have the titles, but yet and still, they fight one another in the church. What difference is it making? Forget the title. Exactly. What is your life like? And so, once again, I was at the, because um, I keep getting off of it, I'm sorry. But <laughs> once again, I had to pray. I was fasting. God gave me the word. Blah, 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 did it all. My mom tried to come over before I did the word. Mm. And I'm like, you know, because our relationship going off and it's getting better. It's, getting it's better, better now. Mm -hmm. So, we, you know, we just crushed and trying, but I'm trying to keep, you know, got to keep a distance a little bit. So, but at the end of the day, we, I, she tried to come over. So I'm like, mom, if you're not going to be here before the live start, I mean, you're not going to be able to come. So she said, okay, whatever. So as soon as I speak the message, bam, I get a call. Oh, open your door. I'm here. As soon as I go downstairs to go, it'll hurt me. First it was, oh, you on the phone with It was just automatically like, next thing you know, it's, oh, why you didn't do this? Why you ain't speak more in this? I said, mom, I got to speak on what God told me to speak on. I can't tell, you know, I can't go on with people's feelings. I can't go off of that. So she like, well, why you ain't do that? And everything was just like, wow. And I'm looking like, well, what's going on with him? <laughs> I, I don't understand it because we was just fine earlier. So she like, yeah, why this? And everything was just so negative. And I said, you got to be careful about getting the glory. I said, well, I'm not getting the glory. People encouraging me, that's a different story. But I don't take the glory anyway. That's not my personality. So she like, I said, wait a minute, my, 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 The devil don't live here. You know, so we we not speaking, we not going to be negative up in my crib. I don't do this type of stuff. We're going to be peaceful. Whatever we do at your house, that's your house. But my crib, we keep it peaceful. And God is here. So I'm like, so start saying the blood of Jesus. Next thing you know, she jumps up. The blood of Jesus to you. And it, it was so crazy to the point where she swung and wanted to pick me. It got that deep. Mm. And all I can do in the natural, is in the spiritual, was just keep pleading the blood, pleading the blood, pleading the blood, pleading the blood. So she, as she's pleading the blood, she's telling me, you ain't saved. You ain't delivered. You ain't this. You ain't that. You ain't going to never be nothing. You a bum. You this. Matter of fact, she even said, you a faggot. You this. You that. You alcoholic. All this stuff that I'm not even into. <laughs> mm. And it was just so crazy to the point she kept doing it and kept doing it. So all I can, all God told me to say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm. but against principalities and high wicked places. And all I can do is point to the middle. He told me to point. He didn't tell me to touch it. He told me to point to the middle of her body mm -hmm. and start saying, devil, you got to go. So she like, no, you the devil. You the, and I already knew what I was fighting against. Mm -hmm. And it got, like I said, it got so deep because eventually 
I'm, you know, I'm out the spirit, but I'm not going to be disrespectful because I never was raised to be disrespectful. So I said, Mom, but you got to go. So I opened my door. I said, Mom, you got to go. So my brother was there, too. And after it was that, she swung, hit me. I said, oh, no, 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 no. We got to go. So my brother jumped like, Mom, what is wrong? So we finally got out. And to be honest, after that happened, I cried because seeing that coming from your mom, seeing this still going on for, I'm 27 now. So seeing this from little up until now still going on, I'm just not understanding. And that's why I don't, I'm not pressed on anointing. I don't press by being used by God. And granted, I have blessed people's lives. Yes, that's nice and dandy. But the stuff that you have to endure is a lot. And you have to be built in with God in order to deal with those things. It, the, the anointing doesn't come easy. Titles may come easy, and I'm pretty sure they do, because you could just sign a paper and say you were dead. But anointing <laughs> doesn't come easy. Mm -hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. So the titles, they, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always look at it. Titles can get from Walmart. Um, so uh, you, well, for one, that I didn't know that part of your story, and it seems like, we have some of the same similar stories. Um, I think we all just about do for the most part, um, even in our walk of life of, you know, addictions, mm -hmm. sleeping on the street, um, being talked down to instead of being talked at um, or, or, or built up in mm -hmm. a way. Um, so I trust and believe if you don't heal nobody else, you're helping at least one of us that's, that we're sitting next to because we all have been in somewhere in each and every one of our stories. Um, e, yes, sir. Um, I know we joke around a lot, um, but only three of us know about your accident. Um, and it's even touchy even talking about it but i know that there was actually more healing in that that you can give other people um and how you were able to overcome that because that that i'm be honest though that could happen to everybody because if, if that if that would happen to anybody it would have broke them down they would have ran from god even more but I believe that accident brought you closer to God than anything. So um, please give us how you were able to attack that part and to get to where you're at today. Okay. <clears throat> well, uh, for those who are watching um, that don't know about my, uh, my um, situation, I'm visually impaired. So I only have about 75% of my sight. Maybe 70, no, only have 30 to 35% of my sight. Um, blind in my left eye, my right eye. I can't tell you what you look like if I looked at you. Um, when I lost my sight, it actually brought me closer to the bottom. Mm. Um, because I, I sunk into depression more than tried to see God's face. And to be honest, I didn't know who I was until I lost my sight because of who I was as a child and how I grew up. 
Imagine being 10 years old, but people putting 30 year old expectations on you. Mm. Your mother and father are preachers. In my eyes, they're phenomenal preachers. Mm -hmm. um, there's nobody like them. But people want you to be them. Mm -hmm. And everywhere you go, you just like your dad. You look just like him. You're going to be just like him. You're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a minister. Got to the point where I was going to get a t shirt. That said, I am a bishop, I am a minister, I am an elder, I am this, I am that. And on the back, is like, I'm just a drummer. Mm. And I got married to my wife. And here this voice come. Talking about, I need you to do more. I need you to read my word more. I need you to use your eyes as a testimony. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's. You know, me withdrawing from that alcohol. Right. <laughs> <laughs> these voices. But more and more, as I started praying, because eventually I got delivered from alcoholism. Amen. You know, uh, one day I just didn't have a craving. Um, as you know, with alcoholism, mm -hmm. when you wake up, you don't crave food. Right. You crave the alcohol. You don't crave mm -hmm. water. You crave the alcohol. Mm -hmm. That's what I craved every morning I woke up. To the point where I was drinking anything and everything. Whatever you put in front of me, I could drink. We ain't gonna You know, it it it, it uh, how I got closer was number number one, even when I wasn't praying for myself, my mother and my father were praying for me. Mm -hmm. Even though she stopped saying, You need to get your life together, you need to stop drinking when I would come in the house almost dead. She saved my life one night because I was choking on my vomit. Mm. And she woke me up out of my sleep. And I said, she said, you need to start drinking. I said, Mom, I need an outlet because mm -hmm. I don't know what to do waking up in the dark and our electricity is. Mm. A lot of people don't know what that, what that feels like. When you wake up in the dark and your electricity bills, hey, you flip your light switch on, the lights come on, but you can't see nothing. And you ask God, what did I do to deserve this? What did you do? What did you do to deserve this? You didn't, you didn't seek me out. You didn't reverence me. You didn't acknowledge me. All those times I was calling you. So I had to shut the lights out. Wow. I had to shut the lights out so you can stand still for just a second while I'm talking to you. Mm. How much does it take for us to listen? When he's giving us this. He gave me signs before, but he said, now I'm talking. I'm not showing you no more. I want to talk to you. Because for some reason, that's the only way that you'll ever hear me. He showed me the signs all the time before, but I didn't want to see it because I didn't want to be like my mother. I didn't want to be like my father. Because they were ministers. And all the time that they spent with the the you know the members of the church, you know, it, it, it was a lot of weekends that I thought were mine. But mm -hmm. They were giving it to other people because it was ministry. And I didn't understand that. I'm 10, 11, 12. I'm just realizing that I got hair on my body growing that hasn't been there the day before. <laughs> so how am I supposed to understand all this other stuff? True. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm starting to like girls a lot more now. <laughs> I ain't trying to understand what ministry is. You get what I'm right. saying? No. You yeah. putting all these expectations on a child that hasn't understood how to be a child yet, let alone be an adult. Mm. So 
as I became, as I got older, I was somewhere else. You guys, no, 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 you do. As, you do. as I as I got older, you know, I I denounced God. I even started studying Rastafarianism because mm. it was close. And how, how funny how I was still kind of close to Christianity, mm-hmm. or quote unquote, but they smoke weed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> how, how God was still trying to be in my life somewhere, somehow. somehow. Because I could have chose any other religion, mm-hmm. but I chose that one because most of my friends were Muslim. Well, I was like, nah, I'm gonna be Rastafarian. I'm gonna be different. <laughs> I'm gonna be different. I'm I was always the I was always a different kid. Girls didn't like me, they liked everybody else. People didn't want to hang with me, they wanted to hang with everybody else. But as I got older and the devil was using me, mm-hmm. people flocked around me and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I fell deeper into the hole, mm-hmm. being a club promoter, being an R and B singer, being a drug dealer, being a gang member, being being an alcoholic, all that stuff almost killing people in shootouts that I had no business being in because I was a child of God. That's the bishop's son. I saw him on the corner. I just saw him paying the dime bag to somebody. That ain't the best. No, that's me. Because I was rebelling against what expectations were. And as I got older, I realized everybody's expectation didn't matter because nobody can live out your salvation but you. Mm. Nobody can put you in heaven and hell but you. Because if you don't live right, where you going? If you live right, where you going? So nobody nobody can't do it for you but you. And I believe that me praying and asking God for deliverance from the alcoholism, number one, because I I still had that around. There was no way I was going to see God face to face the way I did. And being delivered from that and having a real true prayer life, not just saying, God, take me to work and back, and that's it. Really seeking God for deliverance from the things that you know you struggle with and wanting to be better, knowing that you are not perfect and you're not better than anybody else. Because Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. How the members of the body are all the same. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no more lesser or no one greater. Mm-hmm. We are all the same. Bishops, apostles, uh, prophets, ones that can speak of the head to get the tongues, whatever you may be, we're all one equal and we all are the body of Christ. So knowing that you're not perfect, there's a lot of these people who have degrees and they think they have arrived, but you really haven't arrived anywhere because you still don't have the anointing with mm-hmm. you. Come on here. You just studied somebody else's anointing. Mm-hmm. That's it. But anyway, different. <laughs> Having a prayer life, man. Mm-hmm. Praying and worrying about nothing. Worrying about nothing. My wife tells me, because when a certain thing hits my ear, she'll see my face be like, she'll be like, don't worry about it. Praying and worrying about nothing always pops up to me, you know? Prayer life, prayer life. Praying, 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 praying. As a child, and I'm going to stop right here. You see many people. Preaching the word of God, and you don't see where their prayer life is. It's hard to believe people like that. It's hard to take take what you're take what you're giving me if I know you don't have a true prayer life. I know, and I and, and I don't even have to live with you. I can feel it in the spirit. You do not pray. You don't pray, and I believe that prayer <laughs> prayer is a substance of things. 
prayers of the righteous avail much. God talks about what prayer does in the Bible continuously, continuously. Having that prayer life is just, I believe, is what gets you through, get gets you that deliverance through anything and everything. <laughs> People find it hard to drop down on your knees for at least 30 minutes of prayer, but you can get on the game, the phone. You can watch your favorite TV show for hours and hours on end, but you don't want to pray. I don't see what the problem is. I'm good. A lot of times the prayer life has to do with um, what, uh, what Brother Blair was talking about, the focus. Yeah. You know, because you have no reverence for God, you have no reverence for being obedient to God's will. Mm -hmm. You have no reverence. You you you, you you're, you're living without standards. You're walking in disobedience. You're walking in rebellion. You you, you feel as though it's all about you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So your relationship with God is what really should be sustaining you. But you're talking about well, I got the power. It's all about me. You know, I mean, it's all about my mind frame and what, 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 what hurts me is all that matters. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. rather than what God says. You know, what I mean, a lot of times that's that's really what's going on. And like, um, like what you was talking about, um, how you got led astray, and uh, you know, it's it's amazing how we. Um, all live just about total similar lives, like where uh, we had the um, the, uh, the drug addiction, then we we had the hustling experience, we had the, the uh, all these experiences, which are worldly experiences. When we are God's children, and we live in this world, but not are we are not of Other this world, world right? Mm -hmm. So. In Romans 12, when the Lord said, look, uh, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, and he talks about not being conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When he's talking about not being conformed to the world, he's like, look, don't let this world form you because I already formed you. Right. You know what I mean? Don't become a transformer and transform into something different than who I have created you to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is that things that the Lord says are natural, the world says they're not natural. Right. You know what I mean? Everything that God says, the world goes against it. Right. You know what I mean? They say, okay, now this might hit a little nerve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go ahead, hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, we got our sneakers on. Go ahead and stop too. I got my nerve medicine. <laughs> they say, okay, it's all right to smoke weed. Mm -hmm. Okay, to smoke cigarettes. Oh no! This is this is the law of the land. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This mm -hmm. is the law of the land. Look, oh, it's okay to do abominable things against the word of God. What God says, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, you go ahead and live because your happiness is all that matters, mm -hmm. not your salvation, right? Mm -hmm. But see, the difference is that the laws of the land that men say that they hold, mm -hmm. but not the laws of God, that God orchestrated for the land. You know what I mean? Right. So it caused a a, 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 a total, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a rift. A total rift. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where 
it took generations and twisted them away from God where they thought they were following God because they're saying, look, I'm abide by the laws of the land. Oh, this ain't no sin to smoke a cigarette when the Lord says, look, we got to keep our temple pure. Mm -hmm. Don't destroy what I have given you. Mm -hmm. God gave us these bodies, you know what I mean, to take care of them. Right. You know what I mean? Not to destroy them. See, because what the world is doing is easing in sin. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. From you know what I mean? <laughs> Causing a wedge between you and God. Mm -hmm. See, they easy then say, no, it's okay to smoke a cigarette. You got to have it. Right? Mm -hmm. It's okay to smoke a cigarette. But what does cigarettes on the back of the pack lead to? Cancer. To cancer. What does cancer lead to? Yeah. The wages of sin is what? The, yeah. the gift of God is what? Eternal life. life. Right? Mm -hmm. So, and the myth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's the thing. You see how I'm leaning out and fading out? See, we start getting attached to this stuff in this world when the world is enmity against God. The mm -hmm. sin is enmity against God, and we fade ourselves right out the picture. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. You understand? I'm not fading. children today about the same thing you know what i mean you know what a hypocrite is mm -hmm. you know what i mean like living one lifestyle in church you know everybody see you as praising god but when when you're out of church they don't even know that god is in you right, right. wow you understand what i'm saying I, you're yeah. acting like the world so therefore see i give it an example like of straddling the fence you got one foot in mm -hmm. and one foot out right mm-hmm you know, you're I mean, either hot or cold, mm -hmm. but lukewarm. This the job will spew you out of his brother. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, when people playing football, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They get a pass thrown to them, and they got one foot out, one foot in. What, 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 what's the, what's the, uh, the, um, the rule? What is the, um, the call? No, like, say you make a choice. What's the, uh, oh, man. challenge the punch? No, 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 Like, if you make a choice, the uh, the ending of that choice, the, uh, I'm sorry, it's, <laughs> my, my wife will tell you, she know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but it's always a consequence. Okay. 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 You know what I mean? Okay. So, so you catching the ball with one foot in and one foot out, you're out. Yeah. You know what I mean? The same is with the kingdom of God. You got one foot out and one foot in. You're not gonna make it in. You get yeah. out. Cut you out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, at the same time, see, I can see. I mean, we can see people that are struggling with something that are like, "Lord, I need your help to get me out of this." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's your faith. That's the grace that God has. You know what I mean? With you. Right. You know what I mean? But don't take advantage of that grace and get lazy and be like, "Look, okay, well, I'm in this. I'm just gonna do it for the rest of my life." That's not it. That's not the answer. Right. You know what I mean? The answer is to walk by faith and not by sight. Know that the Lord is going to deliver you out of that. Speak 
those things that be not as though they were. Don't stay in the mess. You know so, what I mean? You see, because there's power in what you speak. You know what I mean? The power of death and life is in your tongue. Everything you speak, see, what it happens is it happens spiritually before the natural. Yes, it does. You know what I mean? Everything that happens in the spirit, you know what I mean, that God is connected to, it'll happen in the natural. But if you have a separation, that's why it's such a battle between your flesh and your spirit. Mm -hmm. If you have a separation where you're not even communicating with God, have no relationship with God, and you're sitting up there, like, expecting the results of somebody that does have a, you're not going to get it. No. But the, the thing is, is that you're comfortable with the 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 the, the um uh, the average. Mm -hmm. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Mm -hmm. But you got to see through that, right? You know what I mean? Him reigning on the just is giving you breath in your body, allowing you to see, allowing you to hear, allowing you to walk, allowing you to talk. That's him reigning on the just as well as the unjust. Yes, it is. But you want the benefits of those that are walking in obedience. <laughs> That's their focus again. I'm going to stop there. Babe, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I mean, you're still talking about the same thing. How do we walk in obedience, staying focused, and being a man? Um, I think a lot of us that we didn't see growing up, you see the time change, you see how now men are starting to become more feminine and now becoming women and um, <laughs> the whole nonsense with that. Um, I said, I'm, I'm not going to touch it this week. I'm going to let that, I'm going to let that just rust this week. Um, because I know when I talk about that, that's going to be a uh, uh, a soft spot for a lot of people, but um, we all have different jobs. Unfortunately, <laughs> this this young man is 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 the is the best of all of us. He, he he's retired at home at an early age. That's how that's how I look at it. He he came when he went. He retired early. I, I love it. <laughs> um, how do we use our knowledge now to build? The younger generation underneath. Oh my fault. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm not. I'm gonna just say not sugarcoat things. Okay. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Give them the unadulterated word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it says in the Word of God, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's older, he won't depart from it. But in the midst of that training, you got to be there. Exactly. You can't train them and then be out of their life and expect them to be able to know what to do. You know what I mean? You know, in every situation, you got to be there. So you, you can, you can, the training doesn't stop. Right. It's continuous. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. How long does it take a child to become an adult? Longer than 18 years. Longer than 18 years. And it's, that means for a lifetime, you're training mm -hmm. for a lifetime. The whole time you're in their life, you are training them. Exactly. And the way they should go, so when they're older, they will not depart from it. So I guess, what is the definition to older? No. <laughs> so, no. even 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 with that, now, 
are you also teaching them um, the tools that is needed to physically use their hands as labor? Since I know you know your background, are are you not just showing your son, but showing other men around you how to actually use those same skills and and qualities? Because let's be honest, there's a lot of men out here that say that they can. Uh, put a light bulb in, but really can't. So, do, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know if you got a school getting ready to come up or whatever, or if you have access that you can, you know, give people information to um, get into the union or anything. Um, what, what information you got for us? <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to just give a whole bunch of scripture. Makes sense. I'm not wrong with me giving a whole bunch of scripture, but also want people to know also, you know, a way of life. I was always told, what's the point of giving you a fish to eat today if I can just teach you how to fish that way you can eat for a lifetime? Well, that's a good point. Now, the uh, being able to. See, it all, you, you, we can't take the word of God out of it. No, no, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking them out. I just want, um, still, still with that, but. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, <laughs> still with the word of God, but also using your craft of carpentry. Like, are, are you, besides your, your, your little ones, are you reaching other men and showing them? Or, or do you have a course getting ready to come up that way you can, Pull other men in to show them. Listen, all right. This how this how you frame out a house. This how you read a blueprint. And what it is, that's that's the future plans. Okay. But what it is now is the men is is certain and having the men that are willing to learn. Mm -hmm. See what it is. People they want uh, that uh, that that great, almost like the lottery. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. They want a big payday every time, you know, or whatever the case may be, rather than do the work to get to where they are. See, you got to be trained to be able to uh, uh, be trained to be able to make a living. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like if you take somebody that's willing to learn, you can teach them how they will never go a day without eating a day in their life. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I do. But if you have somebody that is um, not willing, that just wants this that great payday, it's not worth wasting your time. Sure isn't. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not even your time, not wasting God's time on what he has already instilled in you to be able to pour into. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's just like when you um, look at the scripture when it talks about um, uh, the, the swine and how... You know, casting, uh, your pearls. casting your pearls to this wine. You know, I mean, you really like in in this in this um this uh this uh this time we really have to ask God for wisdom or one direction He wants us to go in. Not our wisdom, but God's wisdom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because and be ready to move and do what He wants you to do when He wants you to do it. You know, because um, the Lord will open doors, you know, like a, 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 like partnerships and things, all in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, the Lord opened a couple of doors for uh, me and my wife. We have, like what you were saying, the construction business and things like that. Mm -hmm. And the Lord had opened some doors uh, for a couple partnerships. And it's like, because we're not ready, we, you know, or, you know, if you're not ready, mm -hmm. you, you, you kind of be like, well, I'm uncertain if this is the Lord or not. But at the whole, at the same time, the Lord has been preparing, been preparing you for that place for the longest time. And you didn't know because you're back to focus. Mm -hmm. Your focus wasn't there. You thought it was you that was making all the money. You know I mean? That was, it was you that was just gifted for that when it's more than just you included in what God has for the body of Christ. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So this partnership, um, somebody had mentioned it um, last night. Um, we had went to a prophetic service and they had mentioned it um, about, you know, partnerships. And like, it's happening all over. It's not just, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and it's, it's in the act, like what we were talking about with your lifestyle and every part of your life. You know what I mean? The Lord is creating uh, uh, or, or more so bonding us all together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Letting us know that, look, you're not by yourself. You right. don't have, you're not the one that needs to be exalted. You know what I mean? Exactly. Do what I say do so that I can bring everybody together like I'm supposed to. You know what I mean? That's what the Lord, you know what I mean? What the Lord is doing. And we have to be in a place of humility. So when the Lord says to start the, the construction school, to start the um, the, uh, the the opportunity center, okay, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's not just construction. There's many areas of entrepreneur, but not just treat, teaching a, a job, but teaching somebody That's how cool. to be an entrepreneur with the gifts that the Lord has placed in their hands and trusted them with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. See, that's the thing. Like, sometimes we have these gifts in our hands and we don't even know what to do with them. You know what I mean? But there's birds of prey. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'll put it like that. Mm -hmm. That see the gifts and stuff that are on your life. And we're like, look, well, I'm going to use that to my advantage. Exactly. And they scoop you up and they try to, you know what I mean? They try to cultivate what God is already cultivating in you mm -hmm. for their benefit. Right. But what the Lord is doing, he's going to show you how to use what he has placed in your hand for the benefit of the kingdom of God and also to be able to take care of you and to teach you how to be his, do everything partly unto him so that he can bless you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, in that aspect, like what you were saying with the Opportunity Center and things, those are things that we can pray on. And, you know, that's the direct direction that the Lord has for us. He'll He'll open up the doors, open mm -hmm. up the buildings, because we need a big building. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. Because, I mean? yeah. like I said, it's not just construction. You know what I mean? you got plenty of people. you got even people that's in the clothing industry that need to get get uh, messages of the Lord out. Right. Through clothing. Because that's something else everybody wears. Exactly. We need studios because we need to bring these people in that are that are hiding what they have because they're afraid of, of the predators that are going to try to steal, kill, and destroy what they have. Exactly. See, that's the problem. The devil, he can't attack you without having permission from God. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we have to put our ourselves in position not to be attacked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Not yeah. to be attacked, but when we are attacked, to know how to use the weaponry that the Lord has given us. Right. You know what I mean? Because he won't make you ignorant of Satan's devices. You understand what I'm saying? So in cases like that, especially building future for people and to give opportunity for people, the greatest gift anybody can be given in this life is an opportunity. The first is salvation. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then the opportunity to know who you are in God. Exactly. Knowing how to walk it out. Mm-hmm. And not walking out the way that the world is. <laughs> exactly. you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Real, real stuff. But, but walking out in the way when it talks about in the Word of God, it says in, um, what is it, um, uh, Ephesians? I think it's is it Ephesians. Walk worthy of the vocation in which you are called. Yeah. That's well, okay. um, with lowliness and meekness, mm-hmm. forbearing, loving one another. Yep. You know what I mean? Learn how to love. See, there's things that we need to learn before we even get to the point of being able to spread, spread our wings. Right. As people say. Right. You know what I mean? We need to learn how to love. We need to learn how to forgive. You know what I mean? See, forgiveness was a hard part for me. I had talked to my apostle. Praise the Lord, Apostle. You know, in our, in our, we have an audience, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, for the Lord. Right. This is not for us to be on, no. on, on, on blast. This, this is, is serious. This is serious. Yeah. You know, so forgiveness holds a big part in us being able to move to our next level or next dimension in God. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? See, you can't see. I'm going to just put, uh, uh, I'm going to give a testimony um, real fast. I had a situation I was dealing with, um, dealing with my father mm-hmm. and the people that were around him. And I had a problem with forgiving them for the last time they had a birthday service for them, a birthday pastor's, pastor's birthday service for them, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I was holding a grudge, and I'm like, I'm not even going to this one. Mm-hmm. And the Lord had to come to me in a dream and was like, look, well, what if this is your father's last, last year of living? You know what I mean? There's a lot of young men that don't even have their fathers. Mm-hmm. Your father did the best that he could with what he had to right. raise you. You know what I mean? And it changed my whole perspective, and I had to immediately forgive those that came. Like what you was talking about, the people mm-hmm. that come up against you and don't even know your story mm-hmm. about my relationship with my father. And you try to tell me I can't walk through the door, you better get out of my way. Because <laughs> you're about to see something that you don't want to see. Right. Listen. You know what I mean? You understand? Mm-hmm. So I had to change. The Lord had to change my heart. Right. You know what I mean? That's what he's working on, my heart. Mm-hmm. I had issues. I had I had stuff that was wrong with me mm-hmm. that I need the Lord to take care of. Because it's affecting everybody around me. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not just affecting just me, me. Mm-hmm. but everybody in connection with me. Why do I have to be nasty to them? Because, because I got an unforgiveness heart towards somebody else that has nothing to do with the situation that I'm dealing with at the present time. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? I do. So after I talked to my apostle, he was like, "Look, you got to do what God says, though." You know what I mean? And he started giving me a testimony about his relationship with my father. And then it started having me really see God in the whole situation. Right. You know what I mean? I had to totally change my mind, ask the Lord for forgiveness, forgive those that 
came up and trespassed or whatever came up against me mm -hmm. so that the Lord can forgive me so that I can be in position to receive what he has mm -hmm. so that I can be able to walk worthy of the vocation of which I was called. Exactly. And then this week, the Lord come, come to me with something else. I'm just like, what? Why do I got to keep getting chest out? <laughs> because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thy rod corrects me. And you stand right before. What love and kindness have I drawn thee? I'm going to keep bringing you back because you mind. Mm -hmm. Don't get too far over there because I'm going to have to bring you back. Look, you you got to come to your senses of who you are. Exactly. You're my servant. That's what the Lord said to me. He said, you're my servant. You know, and, you know, we're, we, we have, we're ordained ministers and things like that. But the Lord said, first, you are my servant. Right. You're first my servant. So I'm Paul, the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's my name, Paul. Mm -hmm. That's who God called me when he called me. Mm -hmm. He called me Paul Lee Benjamin. Right? Mm -hmm. Just going to get the story a little bit. <laughs> I was, I was, look, I was cutting up. I was cutting up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the Lord had he'd been showing me who I am. You know what I mean? Like this was two thousand and eight, no, two thousand and four when this was happening. You know, he was showing me who I was and I was going to my he had just delivered me from uh, crack cocaine and I was still smoking weed and I was like, Lord, I need you to deliver me from this too. You know, still doing a couple things that I had no business doing. Mm -hmm. See the enemy what he does, he attacks you with something that's familiar with you. You know what I mean? Something that you have been through, and he tries to trip you up. He's very subtle. He doesn't care, you know, what color you are, what, you know what I mean, what 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 what, what gender you are, you know what I mean? He's going to try and trip you up with things that he tripped you up before become stronger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting up there smoking, then all of a sudden the Lord just shut everything down, and I couldn't move, I couldn't see or anything. He was like, mm. call me Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, heard him clear as day. Like when you said you lost your son, mm -hmm. heard him clear as day. He was like, take care of my children, and I'll take care of you. Paul Levite, Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, the Levitical priesthood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Benjamin, they were warriors, but they were also dancers. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I know I'm a little. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I can dance too. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, really dance. Like, I'm not, you know, no. not no amateur. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I dance for the Lord. So, like the Lord has given me, um, he, 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 when He spoke to me, it made sense because in every stage of my life, from there, He had put me, He allowed me to be put into situations where He would get the glory of me coming out. Exactly. And He was showing me, He was like, look. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm -hmm. And he was like, look, the things that you're going through is not even for you. It's for those that mm -hmm. you're supposed to be reaching when you come out. You're supposed to be bringing them out to them. Exactly. You know what I mean? From your life being a testimony. You know, and just that, and I'm, this is for God to give the glory. It's not for me, like, oh, man, you've been through that. No, I don't want none of that. Mm -hmm. Word. You know what I mean? It's not about what I've been through. It's about what God is doing. So that he gets the glory through everything we all been through. You understand what I'm saying? I do. 
So in the midst of that, like learning how to forget, and then this week the Lord was teaching me, he was like, you are my servant first. So he was giving me writings here, like, look, you know what I mean? Right at the end of it, Paul, the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, the servant of the Lord. And that's who I am. I'm a servant of the Lord. You know what I mean? And like what you were talking about, about the titles and things like that, it it was just like, how can somebody else be thinking the same things that, see, because the Lord, when he speaks something, he speaks it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The <laughs> same stuff you were talking about, same stuff you were talking about. I mean, my fault, um, the same stuff that you were talking about, Prophet, and the same things that you were talking about. Hey, um, it was just, it's just like how, like all of us, I don't even know our age groups. I'm old. I thought I would be the youngest one. These are multiple generations being represented right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? And see, what it is is that we, we need curse breakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, what you were saying about being able to cast out a demon, I can cast out a demon. You know what I mean? And I don't even got to touch it. I'll just speak it because I know the power that the Lord has given me in my mm-hmm. tongue, and it shall be. You understand what I'm saying? I was trained in casting out demons. You know what I mean? It's not a game. You don't gotta, it's not about falling out and doing all. No, 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 no. You speak the exact what God tells you to speak, and that demon gonna leave. You have yeah. a question. Okay, you have a question? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disclose who asking the question. Okay. Do all believers have the Holy Ghost? Mm. Each of you can take a, you know. Do all believers have the Holy Ghost? So, I'll let y'all be into this first. God puts you in a place for a reason. No, 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 you go first. This is King Tom. And right now, you have a song. Your wife is watching, so. Tell us, how you
that means your image of him. And since your image of him, that means you have the Holy Spirit already on the inside of you. So all you got to do now is build yourself up, your most holy faith, and understand that that and that alone, you will now be able to walk in the things of God. Um, also, and even in that, um, once you understand that you have uh, the Spirit, you got to understand that you got to now use your discernment. Um, if you go back to the Word of God, He said He breathed His breath in your nostril. Your nostril is where you get your discernment. Ask God to clear up your discernment. That way you be able to discern what's around you and be able to move in what we were talking about earlier, focus on the things of God. I would, um, it's the scripture, but I, I'm not even going to say because I, I don't want to mess it up and I want to have my stuff correct. Uh, only thing I will say is this. Um, I, even though I am young, I come from the old church. Um, church of God in Christ, they taught us, we had to the mothers <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, they taught us tearing. It was a sound mm -hmm. that they had. Mm -hmm. It was in all night prayer. Um, mm -hmm. And one thing they did teach us, you stayed at the altar until you got the Holy Ghost in there. Number one thing is calling on the name of Jesus. I mean, you ain't calling on him. But it's really like um, focus, calling on him, just continue to call on him. And the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a serious thing. Um, I wish I did have the scripture. I don't like to give without scripture, but that's a fine. That's fine. But I do know one thing: tearing, um, tearing to the Lord and for the Lord, um, you will receive the Holy Ghost. And I just know from my own experience, and from me being um, raised in the old church mm. and knowing um, how to get it. So. Okay. Um. Anybody else? <clears throat> then Peter said. I <laughs> to change what the Bible is saying about receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Now the question was do all believers have the Holy Ghost? Mm -hmm. And that's a tough question because I can believe in God, believe in Jesus, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I have the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So I can say that all believers do not have the Holy Ghost. If they haven't had the evidence of something time. Now, what if, because um, not everybody speaks in tongues. Not everybody speaks in tongues. So how will you be able to discern if they have the Holy Ghost or not, since they don't have the ability to speak in tongues? Now, which tongues are we talking about? Are we talking about the heavenly language or one that is not known before the time of speaking in tongues? Because it's two different types. Okay. When when Paul was speaking about the gifts of tongues, right. he was talking about two different types of tongues. Mm -hmm. One was being the tongue of the heavenly language. That's right. only one you one 
that you and God only knows. Mm -hmm. Then there's the other one where it's the one where you have not known, like a different ethnicity or nationality. Mm -hmm. You did not know before that time, but out of all of a sudden you start speaking in that language. That's where the interpreters come in. Not interpreting what you're saying to God, but interpreting the language that was spoke otherwise not known mm -hmm. at that time. That's what a lot of people try to put that interpreter thing in. Oh, no, you ain't speaking in tongues because we need somebody to be here to interpret right. that. No, he's talking about a language that had, like, I speak English and somebody speaks Spanish, and I never could speak Spanish before I met this person. And then all of a sudden, I done said a whole book to them. Someone has to be there to interpret if I'm really speaking that word to them. Mm -hmm. That's where the interpretation comes in that. But you cannot have the Holy Ghost unless you have the evidence of speaking in tongues. Bible says that if you can find the scripture, you know, not to prove me wrong, but to correct me because all scripture is for reproof and correction. So I'm more than welcome to be to be taught and to learn other than what I've read, not by what I've been told. <laughs> because a lot of people hear it because let's be honest mm -hmm. I grew up apostolic Pentecostal and I still am to this day and I don't believe people when they say they're not denominational you know why because you pick a group to be in to not be a part of another group <laughs> so you are a denomination you're not non-denominational I'm sorry no, if I no, hurt you brother no, 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 you're, good, you're, you're good. not non-denominational you get what I'm saying that's like people saying they're uh, atheists. No, you're not. You still believe in the God. You believe in the God of non-belief. Mm -hmm. You still have some type of belief system. So you believe in something that is a God to you other than the God. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I, I, I picked up what you're putting there. But <laughs> to answer the question that was asked, I'm sorry. So. No, you, no, you're good. You're Do good. all believers have the Holy Ghost now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you going to be quiet on this one? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm okay. I, I know you wasn't, but you know. All right. Oh. And once you answer, then we have another question. So. Okay. Shoot. Okay. Um. I think that the the understanding is we have to have the understanding of uh, the the operation of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. The question is about the Holy Ghost, right? Mm -hmm. So, I think we what we have to do is really go to the um. Because this is a crucial a crucial um, question, mm -hmm. and we don't want to be damaging mm -hmm. in the midst of us. Um, In the midst of us explaining, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. what the question is being asked. You know what I mean? See, because in the Word of God, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, and it talks about the speaking of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, we have apostles, pastors, teachers, um, evangelists. We have all these gifts according to the Spirit. See, God is sovereign. That's mm -hmm. one. Yes, sir. That's it. Right? So when 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 in the word of God when they were saying that the uh um 
sound of a, mush, a rushing wind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the spirit of God filled the place. Yeah. Right? It talked about how all the men were speaking in a different tongue. Different people were speaking in different tongues of different nations. Mm-hmm. And then you had people coming up saying, well, how are they speaking in my tongue? They're not from where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Mm-hmm. What the Lord explains in, in the word is that when we're He'll have us in position to be able to speak to all men about the gospel. Yes. Right? You know what I mean? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. Whether you're speaking in tongues or not, because sometimes tongues can be confusing to people that are not aware mm-hmm. of what this the, the gift of tongues is. Mm-hmm. Right? So we have to be careful with things that were uh, uh, made traditional mm-hmm. and the things that are relational. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes, sir. You know what I mean? We were raised tongue speakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tarrying for the Holy Ghost. We were raised that. But in the word, does it say that you're not saved because you don't speak in tongues? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful with how we um, entertain that that question. Now, is this something to think about? No, it is. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a, and that's that's what I have to say. About it. You, know what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to go into any more detail. We have to do research yeah. and research the Word of God for ourselves because we don't want to condemn people in the midst of them asking the question yes, that could mean the difference between them being saved yes, and not saved. Right. Hey, listen. And that's not taking anything away from anybody that believes what they believe. Right. Exactly. But we don't want to put that on them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Amen. You ready? Next question. How how can I this is the person's question question. How can I show God that I love him? This is the person's question. Okay. Through adoration, praising him. Um, even through worship, I see a lot of people more so, they sing, I'm chasing after you no matter what I'm going through, instead of saying how great is our God, speaking about his greatness, speaking about his love and kindness, speaking about his mercy, um, speaking about things how that he may have done for you, and just showing how big he is, how excellent, you know, it's really just exalting God. Um, I believe that's how you can show your love. Um, can you repeat that question? How can I, I show God that I love him? Well, the Lord says in the word of God that if you if, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to be obedient to the Lord. Your highest form of worship is your obedience to the Lord. You know what I mean? Not what you what we sometimes think is what God wants. See, because when we were created, we were created already to praise him, mm-hmm. created to worship him. We were already in that, that uh, 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 when he created us. Right. You know what I mean? So when he gave us free will, that, that, that was our uh, mm. <laughs> When he gave us free will, that, that put, um, put, put, if you say, the ball in our hand. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you're going to serve me, and you're going to serve the devil. Just plain as that. 
Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about earlier, you can't straddle the fence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the best... No, no, no. Go ahead. So the best way to show God that you love him is to obey his commandments. Mm-hmm. And that's not leaving any out saying, oh, that don't matter because it's in the Old Testament. Because right. everything that God everything everything that matters. Right. Amen. 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 And I think the other thing to add to that, um, it's impossible to please him without having faith mm-hmm. in him. Um, so if you can't believe in him, how, how can you even show him that you love him? Because, again, we talked about already, he died for you. So without having faith in him, it's impossible. Okay. Brother, did you hear something? Oh. I mean, you're trying to bypass that one. But no, just to let you guys know, this this is really good as well. Like, everything that's been going forth is really good, but the questions are coming in, so. Okay. Um. Well, uh, the, the Bible teaches us how to love and how we can connect ourselves with God through love. But if you want a, you know, a different type of way to think about it, think about how you would treat your significant other. Mm-hmm. How you would show them that you love them or what type of affection, you know, spend time with them, talk to them, mm-hmm. find out how they feel. Mm-hmm. How is God pleased with your life? Examine yourself through the eyes of God. You get what I'm saying? You can, you can see it like that. And you can also just open up the book. Mm-hmm. Every instruction on how to do anything and everything is right in there. This is a real good dialogue, you guys. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. But then also knowing where the source of love is. Mm-hmm. And the word of God says God is love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you gotta study God to learn how to love him. You know, what I mean? study like you said, um, if you love me, you obey my yeah. commandments. You know, what I mean, always going back to that because uh, uh, there's all it, it always sets a foundation, a standard of how God wants us to be. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, like we're not perfect, not in this flesh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We we make mistakes, but don't stay in the mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ask the Lord for guidance. Ask Him for direction. Ask Him for His wisdom. You know what I mean? Ask him, how, how did I get myself into this? And he'll just be like, well, that's because that's the choice that you made. You know what I mean? And, and and a lot of times, it like what you're saying, it has us back to examining ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? We have to examine ourselves daily because you think that the, the enemy or the devil uh, 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 takes a break on trying to trying to find out ways to connive and to, 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 to be subtle towards you? Come on. He don't. he don't care because he can't make it in. <laughs> right. He's trying to keep you out. He's trying to keep you out. Here's a gentleman on um, James, Mr. Motivator McCary is saying awesome dialogue. That's my brother. Your wife said very good dialogue. Um, there's a question from, I will uh, show, tell who this person is. This is from Edward's wife. She said, what advice actually there's a question before that so i'll ask um james's question first is there such thing as being lost in the spirit when it comes to worship okay 
here. Because of the fact that, you know, um, in the Word of God, it talks about how old things are passed away and all things become new. You know what I mean? So every time that you worship God should be a new experience because he has bought you. Look, I'm not about to leave this. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is good. It's, it's, it's emotional because, mm -hmm. like, when you start seeing mm -hmm. on a daily daily basis of everything that the Lord got to forgive you for. Mm -hmm. Forgive us for it. And how much we got to stay on track. You know what I mean? It puts us in a place of, look, Lord, I just humble myself before you. You know what I mean? It places us in a place of, look, I'm going I'm to keep a face of plant through this so I don't become a stumbling block to, 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 to somebody, somebody else. Yeah. But I'm going to worship you because of who you are. Exactly. You did. You got me to this point, and you're going to meet now. I mean, you're the one that's taking me, you know, to where I'm going. You know what I mean? So it, it, it puts you in a place that is unfamiliar for you. Now the spirit of God is 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 familiar, mm -hmm. but it's a place of unfamiliar because it's new every time, every day. Every day. Um, I'm just going to piggyback off of that, and I'm going to let Mother too. Uh, Great friends handle it. Um, the one thing I love about even that part is um, when you worship, you don't realize who's watching you, but you might actually help someone else understand. Listen, oh, well, I guess if he's going to worship and he's going to cry out to God like that, well, maybe there's nothing wrong, and maybe I can do it too. So I, I think by you going here and branching out and worshiping. Um, in spirit and truth, it will unlock it for someone else to say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and worship too. But I'm, I'm going to let my. Uh... Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> 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 I'll leave you worship. Um, I love worship personally. Um, and just like uh, they said, um, even with worship, I, just from my experience, I know I can't just go out and party, do everything else, and then think I'm about to just go lead somebody into worship. Mm -hmm. uh, I do believe um, that what's in you will come out of you. So that's one thing that you have to be careful of doing, especially when you're leading a congregation into worship, because sometimes them kind of spirits can come right out on the congregation. So I feel like if you don't set home first meaning, as if you don't correct your sins, if you don't, um, because it, it has been times in my wilder lifetime. I know I didn't live as long as you guys did. I wasn't a preacher's kid, but I was raised in church. And we, you know, we had to go to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we had church in the morning Sunday school. We had uh, morning service, then we had afternoon <laughs> service, yeah. then you had YPWW. I mean, you had to do every single thing, all night prayer, all night, you know. And mind you, I don't, I don't mind it. I love it because it's kept me um, from a lot of danger. Um, but at the same token, which I think I forgot that I was going to say. Um, <laughs> either way, worship, um, I just feel like you have to commit yourself back to God. You got to pray, you know, stay steadfast and movable on his word. Pray, understand the thing of worship, and just know that no matter what you're going through, you can still worship. You still honor God, still lift him up. 
because um, you can get lost in it. And when you do get lost in his presence, it definitely is a different experience every time. And it's just a different feeling. Um, and it's, it's just un unexplainable. Me, I'm a big crybaby. I lift my hands and I just don't, I mean, I just get lost in it. Um, so I definitely feel like um, you can get lost in it. It's on you, E. But yes, it, it's uh, yes, you can be lost in worship. Um, one thing that I really, really, really love about my house is when my wife prays. Mm. Oh man, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I'm not just saying that because she's watching. <laughs> when my wife prays, when my wife prays, it's English, and then after that, you don't know what's being said because the spirit just—it's like a—I don't—it's it's like this tunnel type thing, and then she just in it. And I, a smile goes across my face, but I feel it also mm -hmm. where that spirit is coming from. And then I start to feel it. And then when I go off into my prayer time, because I take walks every day, I, three times a day, and that helps me reflect on my life, what I need to do moving forward, how to be better. I'm walking, listening to, you know, gospel music, whatever you want to call it, whatever the genre is nowadays. Mm -hmm listening to that, and I'm talking to myself, and people are looking at me like I'm crazy because I don't see y'all. Mm -hmm. I'm lost in the spirit because I need to be I need to be guided by that. Right. I, being lost in the spirit is like, oh, man, it's, you know how you have a, a, a destination and everybody around you, anything around you does not matter. You don't even see it. You don't even acknowledge it. Right. Your body, the, the aura of your body doesn't even acknowledge it. Right. That's what's being lost in the spirit is. When the whole, the table is set with just you and it's God across here. And you're having a dialogue mm -hmm. with him. Telling him how much of this you need to be corrected. How much of this that is all his? How much of this am I really giving to you? And how much more do you need of that? And nobody else around has anything to say about this. It's just me and you. I need to know. I'm lost without you. So I'm going to be lost with you. So when I come out of being lost, I can teach other people how to be fat. You get what I'm saying? Being lost in the spirit is is actually being found. Come on. You get what I'm saying? Being lost in it because there is no other experience greater than being in the, the, the presence. Mm -hmm. the, the true presence of Christ. Come on. The true presence of God. That's it. There's nothing like so yeah, you are lost because you're not you're not in place. Mm -hmm. So so I what was you about to say? Ahead, I'm sorry. Who me? Listen, it's question. It's question here. Before, before, before that question, before that question, because um, that was like a don't lose your don't lose what you just said. I know you. Yeah, just yeah, uh, stay yeah. there, but okay. go big. Um, the one thing that 
I like how all y'all even said about y'all wives mm -hmm. um, when they pray. Mine's is when mine's worship. When she just goes in and really has a no holds bar, which is her and God, and even when she thinks no one is looking and she's like, "Oh, I know you recorded me," is is those personal that personal time? I always tell like, "Yo, I can hear when you, when when you're singing, I hear angels. I don't hear your voice." And I know that's the same way as y'all say when y'all wives pray. It takes you to a totally different atmosphere. So listen, ah, y'all, I, I hear y'all when I talk about y'all. I pray mine is with when she sings. So help, help me ain't ain't no just thing that's written in the Bible. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it really means something because when you can't get yourself there, mm -hmm. your wife got your wife got to pick up the pieces, not because of this being a dominant thing. Or it's your responsibility. She is helping you mm -hmm. to meet where you have to be. <laughs> so <true>. help me. <laughs> She's helping you meet where you have to be because you can't hold yourself. That the whole reason why she's on your side because when this arm goes down, she gotta, gotta help you up. She gotta help it up. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? I like. I, I, I oh shoot. Well, you when you are having a party, you don't want to party. She's the one praying. Right. Even when she doesn't want to pray, Jesus, she's still praying. Even when she can't stand the very look in your face, Come she's on. still praying for you. Exactly. You don't think you did anything wrong. You don't think you did anything wrong. The ignorance of man. Ignorance. You get what I'm saying? That we don't think we do anything wrong. Like, you know what? Like you're you know what saying, I'm saying? See. Oh, we, we, I know we're talking about worship. Yeah. But, but hey, um, listen. Yeah. We, we, we got to also go back to the beginning and look at look at the makeup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, the makeup of how God created men. Men, like, I know you don't want to, you didn't want to talk about the subject. You know what I mean? But with men, you know what I mean? We can't put, we, 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 we can't say we have a womb and produce a baby. Correct. Mm -hmm. A woman cannot say, that she can cause conception. That's good. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, listen. That's the way that God created us. You know what I mean? See, we have many giftings. You know what I mean? Us with our wives, I know, you know what I mean? The Lord going to send you your wife. Yes. I'm just saying, you being around longest is not going to hold you back. It's going to catapult you forward because she's already waiting for you. You know what I mean? She waiting for you, but don't know because you better find her. Mm -hmm. He that find a wife, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a good thing that he obtains favor in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, you think your life is favorable now? Ooh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait till you see the powerhouse mm -hmm. that the Lord places by your side Jeez. because of the responsibility that He has put on your shoulders mm -hmm. to, to 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 change traditions. Mm -hmm. To change religious ways. You understand what I'm saying? So be encouraged. Mm -hmm. But like I was saying about um, uh, 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 the gift business, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, where, where you know how the Lord says, He says, look, um, He makes uh, His strength is perfect, you know, mm -hmm. right? 
So he plays, he gives us a wife. And I mean, us men, all we see is the vision. We be like, okay, I can see it. But we sometimes what we do, we forget about what it takes to get to the vision. Mm. You know what I mean? Our wives is very particular. There. Yeah. You understand? Nah, don't do that. Don't do this. No, we got to do that. Did you forget we got to do that before we do that? And it seems like it will get on your nerves. But that's why you have to stay in a place of humility because there's things that are necessary, just like even with raising children. Mm -hmm. There's things that are necessary. The father's love is different from the mother's love, but they're all one and the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, oh, man, that's... See, we can bring the rod to correction, but the mother, because of her, her nurturing, her nurturing you know, she's going to be like, okay, mm -hmm. look, now, you come here, mm -hmm. give me a hug. Mm -hmm. I know daddy hurt your feelings because he said no. <laughs> All the time. You know what I mean? Because, look, see, the thing is, we got a great responsibility as fathers because when our children ask us, ask us something, especially when they come become of age where they think they know everything, mm -hmm. but don't see the danger that's on the other side of the street. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They think they know everything. When they ask, they ask mom, she be like, you, you know, the response is, look, go ask daddy. Mm -hmm. You understand that's what I'm good. saying? Because when they come to daddy, the first answer is no. Let me see first. For right now, there's right no. no. But I need to hear the voice of the Lord on how to answer this question. Exactly. Because if I could see, because because of my testimony, mm -hmm. because of what we've been through, if I could see the danger all the way down ahead from the question that you're asking me, it's enough. It's enough. But it's if enough. the Lord say, look, I got him covered, or I got him covered, let me let him go this time. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. But at the same time, until I hear from the voice of the Lord, or the Lord, you know what I mean? It's a no. It's a no. You know what I mean? Because we got we to gotta stay firm. See, see, the Lord will not suffer your foot to be moved. You know what I mean? But he gives us instruction. Right. See, if they get themselves in trouble, you, you understand what I'm saying? I do. We got to pay. We got to pay. It's the same But he gets all glory through that. So we have to 
make sure that we bring the rod of correction. Mm-hmm. And then, they, see, he said, thy rod, thy staff, they come for me. So the rod of correction and then the staff to bring them back in. Look, right. with love and kindness have I drawn you. Right. I mean, I love you. The reason why I said no is because I love you. I don't want to have to get on you because you made a choice that you were immature in and didn't know how to how to approach this situation. And because of prayer pressure, you did this and you did that and you did this. You know what I mean? When I could have prevented that by just saying no. I know that you're safe under our arms. Mm-hmm. But when you get out there, I don't know what they're going to try to do with you. Exactly. So because I'm uncertain of that, i got to keep you covered and how the Lord has told me to cover you. You know what I mean? That's all. I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you spoke on um, a couple good points. Um, one I'll put out there about us being the men. Um, we are the seed carriers. Um, a lot of times we don't really look at it as though, all right, you know, I'm just carrying seeds. Yeah, but you also have the seed of life. So even though you're carrying seeds, you also have the possession to speak seeds into people. Um, we talk about the wives being the womb. They're the ones that nurture and carry for us. So if we're speaking positive to them, they have another choice but to carry positive. But if, what happens is, is a lot of times we speak negative in the heat of our arguments. Why you're not supposed to go to being angry but sometimes, you know, it happens. This is why, you know, we learn these things as we grow. But the more we speak positive into our wives, the more they'll start to think positive, walk positive, that we've got another choice, but to now speak positive to our kids. Um, so I think that's nothing that is, like, really helpful now um, in this day and age is that we continue to speak more positive into our kids and into our nephews and to our nieces because they're the next generation. And unfortunately, a lot of what the world is doing is taking us away. So that way there's no one to speak life into the next generation. It's, it's, it's a lot of men out here in jails or six feet under because they're following after the quick fix, the, the new girl, the new sneaker, the new look. Instead of understanding that we're not made to fit in, we're made to fit out, and, and to, so to speak, to, to stand out. So the, I, I think the more, especially since we're here, the, the, the more we speak positive into the next generation, like, listen, I, I know what they're saying. You're still, you know, you're still beautiful. You're still fitly joined together by God. God still appointed you. Yeah, I, I know what your mom is saying, and I know you got to listen to your mom. Cause let's, let's let's keep it for real, for real. We can't sit there and negate, you know, what their parents are teaching us. Because again, we are all in relationship with each other to build the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we got another question, and I know it's getting late. I, was... Brother, I, can, talk, I can talk all day. <laughs> oh, me. Oh, I can listen to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Question back from I think Tasha asked that it was something in regards to the young men um, coming to Christ mm. and being I think one foot in one foot out I think that was her question I can't see it on mine anymore. Mm. <laughs> 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 
Okay. Uh, I believe she was saying, "What if that's what it was? What advice would you give to a young, a young man or young person? Your younger self. To your younger self. Mm. That better days are coming." Oh, okay. Oh. All right, now, repeat that again. It, it was two, but y'all can go with that one. Oh, it was two of them? It was, she did one that was asking, what kind of advice would you give to a young a young man who's just coming into Christ that has one foot in, one foot out? But you kind of touched on it, both of you, earlier. Okay. All right, so that was one that she asked. And then the next one was, you guys can answer that one. I gotta hear the question again. Okay, basically, what advice would you give to a young man who's just coming into Christ, who is like on the fence, like he's still got one foot in, one foot out of the church, pretty much. But he's he's a he's a he's a um I guess what what do they call it a a, a new believer? Yeah, a new believer. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I believe that. Uh... Oh, you can answer this one too, brother. You're a young brother. I, I, yeah. <laughs> from, from the youth, I will always say this. Oh, yo, we used to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I told him, I don't know. I said, hey, I need to exaggerate. <laughs> they used to. They mature you. But I will say, uh, the only thing the youth will say, um, they will look at more so what you say and what you do. Exactly. If what you say don't match up what you do, no respect. Mm -hmm. If you lie and tell me sin isn't fun, mm -hmm. I'm not going to look at you as telling the truth right. because you're not about to tell me sin isn't fun, but that's what held you down for all these years. It was fun, mm -hmm. but in the long run, what did you benefit from? Mm -hmm. we, we respect more so the truth. And then, too, another thing, Bible as well. Um, growing up, you know, my mom told me kind of, you know, she was she did, wasn't raised in church, so therefore, being always told, God, oh yeah, come church, 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 or word, 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 you cannot. This new generation, you cannot drown it. We don't have the same parenting as we did back then, where you gonna get upside your head, upside your head. You telling me you ain't going to church, like you know, we don't have that same teaching. So nowadays. <laughs> The new generation, or my generation more so, is now teaching, yeah, hit them. You know, they're teaching you, shoot, I'm smoking blunts, I'm bringing men in and women out and doing this. So you got to, we got to realize we're bringing, the, it's a whole new world to it. And so the way God always had me to bring people into Christ, I know that's in my generation. More so, I kind of pray about it, I'll mention it. And like I said, even with my uh, my best friend, at first, I got to the job, she don't mention, don't mention church. I don't want to hear that. Because, you know, so I'm like, okay, cool. But I pray. What I do is I secret attack and pray behind closed doors for you and your family. And so it was one time when she said, hey, can you, um, can you pray for my sister? Because she's on a, um, they about to pull a plug on her. And we don't know what to do. So she wanted to call me for prayer. But also, and another thing, in the midst of me still have my own things that I'm still trying to get through, I never share none of that with them. Mm -hmm. If I'm still low-key wanting to party, I ain't telling her that. Yeah. I can't share that because then I don't want to be mis misrepresented of, I don't want the misrepresentative of Christ to be mis I mean, to like be missed or anything like that or to look at, oh, well, you're being fake because now growing up is, is either you fake or you're not. You're either real or you're not. Mm -hmm. And so you have to show them I'm not perfect, 
I still mess up. But at the end of the day, this is not right according to the word, whatever. And also explain the word to them. You know, youth don't know the word. They want to know, okay, decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. So what you mean? Or he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He may not be there presently, but he will be there spiritually for you. He'll be able to guide you, you know. So you, it's stuff that have to be break down. You cannot give him King James Version. Give him NLT or something. Right. You got to break the word down to them and not speak at them. Mm -hmm. And if, like I said, you be a secret serial killer in the spiritual realm, and what I mean by that, yes, pray for them. Mm -hmm. That will pull them in. Yeah. The prayers of the righteous are better than what he said. So, therefore, if you do that behind closed doors, mm -hmm. even with my cousin that was not going to church, she didn't want to be mentioned about here about church. Didn't want to know about church. But what I did was, and sometimes you got to meet them where they right. are. Yes. And so, even though I know it wasn't about me, I still prayed. I said, okay, well, God, you do what you need to do. And I told her, I said, hey, come and see me sing at church. Now, I don't, I wasn't looking for her to come and see me sing as far as, oh, it's about me. But it was more so the way God gave it to me. I said, well, I know my cousin would support me mm -hmm. if I asked her to. Mm -hmm. And after she came that Sunday, she one day, she didn't hit me up the next week or the next two weeks. Probably like a month later, she said, hey, uh, what time did the service start? So if you secretly Maybe doing it and praying for them and just being there for them, like mm -hmm. I said, unsaved, remember when you're loyal to them when they're down. Come on. So therefore, if you're loyal to them when they're down and if you're there for them when they're down and encouraging them, speaking life into them, letting them know they can do it, letting them know all things is possible mm -hmm. to them that believe, then guess what? It'll be so. So I would say, yeah, just do that. Yeah. Uh, those, those are great examples um, and, and he's absolutely correct um, I have a best friend who uh, you know we're how we were put together because you know we were from two different sets that don't like each other you know game stuff but we ended up being best friends and he's my best friend to the day the godfather, godfather of my son and he when we used to talk back in the day and have dialogue, he, he knew I grew up in the church and, you know, I wasn't in it no more. I just played there. That's another thing about bringing spirits from the outside and still being a musician in the church. But, um, you know, having a conversation, he said, I don't believe in God. He said, when I spent time in jail, I read the whole Bible, and I don't believe none of the stuff in there. It's too mystical, it's too magical. For stuff like that don't happen, you know, for, for me to believe it. And it was one day where he called me mm -hmm. and said, hey, man, you know, I don't do none of this stuff like that. But uh, I need you to pray for me and the wifey because, you know, we, you know, the baby is on the way, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, wait a minute. This dude told me you don't even believe in God. Right. But now he's calling me, telling me that he needs me to pray for him. Mm -hmm. Because I used to be out there with him drinking, smoking, doing this, that, and the third. And I turned my life around, and now I'm serious, and I got my deliverance. He saw me do it, mm -hmm. so I was like, whoa. Hey, can you pray for me? You know, I'm trying to be like, send offers about it, you know, I ain't going to be like, all oh, hype about it, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you the cause, you know, pray for me and stuff like that. You got to set the example. Right. And especially in this type of generation right now, the devil is showing more of an example mm -hmm. of what he's into than the church is, because now the church is being exposed mm -hmm. 
to the things that the old church built underneath the rug. So now the devil is out on the forefront very, very big. So the people who are really living the life that Christ wants us to live are people not looking at us no more because of not saying just a megachurch because there are some megachurches out there who are genuinely mm -hmm. preaching the word of God and have people who are living the way that Christ wants us to live. But there's other people who are being caught in scandals mm -hmm. and they're being caught in beds by the men and all this other mm -hmm. stuff and having wives and buying their sidekicks, you know, different type of Ferraris and stuff like that. And just otherwise just not mm -hmm. living a holy lifestyle. Right. And it's on TV. And young people watch TV. It's in, in TikTok, and Facebook, and Instagram. Young people are into social media. Mm -hmm. So everything that the church is showing, the church is showing young people now is that you can do whatever you want and still call yourself a Christian. But that's because mm -hmm. this, the leaders mm -hmm. had, the, or the, the person that is the pastor, mm -hmm. they had those people in leadership. Compromising. Compromising. I feel like it starts from the head. I don't care what nobody said. It starts from the head. And if it's just, just like being raised up in a home, mm -hmm. if your parents let you smoke weed, then and then in the house, there's no boundaries. There's no boundaries. But if boundaries is set, and I'm telling you, in my house, you're going to do this, do that, da 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 da. da. Exactly. That's just that, and the same thing should be in position because if you over people, it's a certain kind of life you have to live. Yeah, You're right. not about to tell me, exactly. oh, just because they did that. Because if a fourth grade teacher, I don't care if the students sit there and spit a spit all that, you ain't supposed to be sitting on spit all that then. Right. Because you're in a position for a reason. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, if you're in a position, don't allow the name of it, but the lifestyle, and like you said, the lifestyle, it has to come along with it. But leadership has to fire it. I mean, they sit there, they still let you do it, knowing about it, don't care, or whatever the case may be, which is no good for your soul or nobody else's that you're sitting there leading. A, a, a lot of these churches call it uh, a bondage. You're in bondage because shouldn't no man, that's man worship, that you listening to that man telling you what to do because it, uh, the Bible says that uh, Jesus Christ is the end of the law. So we're not under the law no more because we're saved by grace. Yeah. So you don't really have to live a righteous lifestyle anymore when really this church is preaching that. Mm -hmm. This church is preaching that. Mm -hmm. it, hardcore. Hardcore. You can keep sinning. You can keep sinning and you don't have and you'll still be once saved, always saved. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And it should be rebuked on every sacred death. Once saved, always saved is a definite lie. <laughs> it is. It's, a, it is. it's a lie. You mean to tell me that all I got to do is say, Jesus come into my life, and don't even have to be pure about it, just as long as one of the pastors or the ministers be there. That means you're saved. <laughs> don't have to be baptized. Don't have to receive the Holy Ghost, and I'm going straight to heaven when I walk out the door with an L in my hand. Mm. Mm. Blasphemy. Is being preached over the pulpit. And this is the reason why our young people, when they die, unfortunately, they bust hell wide open. Yeah. Because they're not going to heaven. No. Because they were taught the wrong way. Unfortunately, they were taught the wrong way and they ran with it. And they died without knowing the truth. And I I I I I promise. That I will not leave my 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 son and my daughter 
and to that plan. Yeah, I, I want my son and daughter to live their life, not according to how I want them to live it, but according to how God sees fit for them. Because I can tell them something that I think is right, but I could still be wrong. Because it's not what I said, it's what God got to say at the end of the day. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I'm going to make sure I tell my children that, listen, you cannot smoke weed and drink before you get up there and leave praise worship. You cannot smoke and you can't live with your girlfriend unmarried and think you're going to be playing drums in my church. Come on. <laughs> you're not going to do it because those spirits can attack a person who doesn't have the strength to fight off the spirits. And now you created another demon, another spirit that's going to attack right. to somebody else when that person leaves the building. Right. Come on. And we're trying to bring the world into the church. Come on. But they're staying outside of the church. Because they say the church looks just, just like, like me. <laughs> Come out from among them. And they be separated. They ought to be separated. Doesn't mean living a holy, righteous lifestyle doesn't mean that you, you can't have fun. And that's what a lot of people think. Walking in the light of Christ means you can't have fun. You can't tell the joke. I'm having fun right now. I, listen, I, listen, I, listen, 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 I felt the best I've ever felt in my whole entire life walking in the light of Christ, Amen. knowing that I'm doing it. Not just because I saw everybody else doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because as a child, you know, we shout because everybody yeah. else shout. But you, uh, know you know, like what you're saying, the thing is, is that they can't get you in. Can't. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you have people that are praying for you and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but you got to make the choice that you want to Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to walk for the Lord. You want to do what God wants you to do. You mm -hmm. want to obey what he says, you're not going to be in rebellion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got it. That, 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 it's not going to be you and them in front of mm -hmm. uh, you. By it's yourself. You. It's going to be you by yourself. <laughs> now, what did you do? What did you do? When you had the opportunity mm -hmm. to do what I told you to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? And uh, talking about that question, like uh, what she was talking about with the uh, the uh, the one foot in and one foot out is mm -hmm. is a difference. You know what I mean? Because you have people that have lived in, in uh could you repeat that question real quick so I can make sure I'm answering it correctly? <laughs> okay. So basic the I can't see it anymore, but basically what the question was was um what would you tell to a new believer? Um she said a man, um who is just coming into Christ and has one foot in and one foot out. If he's just coming into Christ, I wouldn't call it one foot in and one foot out. Okay. Because he's still learning who he is right. in Christ. That's good. You know what I mean? Because that battle is still going to be there until mm -hmm. he learned. See, because he's learning God right now. Right. He's learning that, okay, by faith, I accepted the Lord, you know what I mean, into my life. And I believe that Jesus died on the pole. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He, he, you know, he made the first step. Now it's starting to build his relationship with God. Now, 
am I going to trust what I always trusted or if I'm, mm -hmm. am I going to turn around, you know what I mean, and let God start teaching me over again, like what we were talking about earlier, relearning mm -hmm. how to live, you know what I mean? See, some things that have been, see, that's why it says that uh, 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 in the, um, in the, um, the parable about the wheat and the tear, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, he, he had to let them grow together, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, because if you pick that tear out, See, the wheat and the tear look exactly the same while they're growing up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But also what the tear does is it wraps right, its roots right. around mm -hmm. the wheat's roots. You know what I mean? But when the wheat grows up, his roots get deeper and stronger. You know what I mean? So what, what it is is that the Lord has to pick apart all those things that the enemy has attached to this young man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In his time. See, that's why he says, look, one plant and one water and God gives the increase. So... What the one that's planting, the seed has been planted because he accepted the Lord, you know what I mean, as his as his Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. right? So that plant has been seeded. I mean, that seed yeah, has been planted. planted. It's, all right. I mean? it's all right. So yeah. now, now it's time for the watering, giving him the word of God. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Look, what's going to keep him strong? Look, fear not, for I am with thee. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness and save the Lord. You know, I mean, he went to the ends of the earth to get you, letting them know who he is, letting them know that, look, the Lord put down everything for you mm -hmm. to go get you from where you are, exactly. to teach you who he is in your life. And he's the one that has been keeping you until this point. Mm -hmm. uh, amen. Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah, no, I do. You know, um, scripture to back, to back up, up. Yeah. To back up where, you know what I mean, where, where, where the enemy made him find stability in the world. Right. You know, because there's no stability in the world. There isn't. There isn't. Um, and even to back up off uh, what you said, um, I look at it as, like you said, he's not um, in or out, hot or cold. He's a babe in Christ, still understanding what milk tastes like. He's not on me. He, he, he's not on understanding, you know, the word fully. So, you know, dive into uh, the message Bible or the Amplified. Go on your phone. Change the settings uh, in the Bible. That way you can get the understanding that's for you. That will help you. You know, the those, the thous, the thus. Oh, listen, all those are great. But if you're not raised on that, you won't understand that. So just switch it. Easy to read. Listen, um, I'm going to be honest and frank. Aaron, like, well, Brian, how did you start off? Um, I was raised in church, but I left church. But thankfully, what was already instilled in me kept me. But I didn't know the word. I, I was teaching kids uh, Sunday school and didn't know the word. I was giving them what I heard. But it wasn't until I took the Bible again. Probably wasn't the best place to do it in. But that was my time. I felt I felt as though um, the bathroom was the best place to start off for me. And since I spent a lot of time in there anyway, and I was already in there, I took the Bible with me. And I read then. All right, God, what you want me to read? We always say, oh, well, how do you start off? Listen, I'll, listen I'm going to put my finger in the book, and this is probably what you want me to read for the day. And that's how I started off. I read that way. And then it took from me going that to doing what my best friend over here doing. I started to walk with God, literally going out. All right, God, 
I'm, I'm here. I'm walking the dog now. Speak to me. Let's 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 have a conversation. Um, we got to understand that we got to get to the root of it, and let's have a conversation. Let's 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 break religion and let's get relationship because you can't have nothing without relationship. Once you get relationship with God, then you can start to build from uh, uh, milk to stage two food to stage three food to eating filet mignon. Um, so let's let's just start there understanding the milk of a thing. Once you understand the milk, then we can graduate graduate to the next step. Next question. Oh, you're right. oh one more ahead. thing. I wanted to touch on what you were talking about about um, the leadership. You know, um, see, in the Word of God, it talks about being careful not to become a stumbling block to one another. You know, like it's a difference between if the Lord is dealing with you with a personal situation, then if He's dealing with you for a per with a personal situation, you have made it corporate with everybody else. You know what I mean? Because now, not only are you a leader in position, but everybody that is following you, you're becoming a stumbling block to those individuals also. And they're falling just like you're falling because they put their trust in you to hear a word from God. See, when God puts the shepherd in position, he says, look, you know what I mean? He, he put the shepherd in position. You know what I mean? He didn't just have have somebody just uh, appointed and, and, and sat there. He's like, look, I pick a man for my own life. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, basically. And what you were saying earlier about there's so many people that's just getting titles and there's a piece of paper they sign, they like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, mm -hmm. I'm that. See, you gotta be sure on the calling that the Lord has on your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean? you gotta be sure on who you are in God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if when you're sure of who you are in God, you you will be quick to accept who God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. you, you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And when God has called you to be, or, or has chosen you to be like a pastor of a ministry or whatever. See, when people are not anointed, for, see, you could be in a position but not be anointed for that position that you're in. You know, and when that, when that happens, it causes friction in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you're not holding the weight that was put on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. You're not able to hold the weight. That's just like with David. When Saul was trying to put his armor on David when he went out to fight like Goliath. Goliath. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But see, just like David was a, a, a babe and had to be raised up and the Lord had to bring him to, through those experiences according to the anointing on his life. It's the same thing that happens where you it can't be passed to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not a passed down thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, it's a thing where the Lord anoints you and appoints you. And places you in positions. You know what I mean? Our apostle, he says, he, he has this uh, message that he preached um, when we, uh, like about a year ago, he was preaching this message. And he, every time he would come in, he'd be like, places, please. Places, please. You know what I mean? In other words, get in position, get where God has for you to be at. Don't be trying to work somebody else's. Stay in your lane. You know what I mean? Don't be trying to step on somebody's head so that you can be poking your chest out. Make your head so big you can't even fit through the door. Because you feel as though it's you and not God. That's what it boils down to, that prideful mentality. You know what I mean? 
You don't want to be in that position because that position will lead you to becoming a stumbling block to so many people falling by the wayside that needs you to grab them and bring them back up. You know what I mean? We need to operate in who we are in the body of Christ. Yes. And not be worried about striving with one another, mm -hmm. you know, trying to be, you know, because that's what they're seeing. They're seeing the same thing same that's thing. going on in the world and mm -hmm. the church. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not they the fight up there on the pulpit and we fighting in the streets. They just like us. Well, if he in his office getting getting twisted, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, come out and preach to us, well, I can go home and get yeah, twisted and I'm good. Right. I'm making it in. But that's not the case. Not the case. Because they 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 gonna pay for that. Mm -hmm. The blood is on their hands. That blood is on their hands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not scared. I'm just a spokesman for the Lord. That's it. You know what I mean? I'd rather just be his and do what he wants me to do. Mm -hmm. And not worry about what you got to say, what you got to say, what you got to say, what you got to say mm -hmm. about me. Because I'm not yours, I'm his. That's right. Mm -hmm. The way of even looking at it. Amen. That's that's it. Is that enough for like maybe one more question? <laughs> no, we can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I mean, I mean, we can keep going. The chicken just won't get heated up. That's oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have I have a a two part question. All right. Do y'all want the two part or just the one question? The two part, okay. When did you give God your yes? All right, so I guess how about wait, 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 wait. Why don't we answer that part first and yes. then and then trickle down? That way, we can try to just make it. So, the first part is when did you give God your yes? All right, cool. when Sometimes. did you give him your yes? Okay, now let me say something. See. Maybe no 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 you're true yes. But every time we said yes, it was a true yes. You know what I mean? Because when you when you saying the Lord, when you when did you give the Lord your yes? You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When you say when did you give the Lord your yes, every time you you thought that the yes that you gave was good enough, but he's still saying, look, you still got to surrender all to me. Mm -hmm. Because when we say yes, it's letting go of some more of that baggage that we got in the closet. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a continual. It's not just, you know what I mean? The song was uh, ringing in my heart like a couple weeks ago. Um, I'll just say yes. You, you remember that song? Yeah. You lead the way. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that, that's a good song. But, you know what I mean? See, when we take things out of our hands, when we say, what you say? I said, yeah, go ahead and sing. Go ahead. But, you know what I mean? When we take things out of our hands and, and leave it into God's hands, you know what I mean? That yes becomes multiplied because the Lord's like, well, you got to correct. That needs to be corrected. You're like, yes. That needs to be corrected. Yes. You know what I mean? To be able to walk the way that the Lord has for us mm -hmm. to walk. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, we can think we walk a straight, but then the Lord is always like, look, mm -hmm. so you got to straighten that up too. Mm -hmm. Look, you're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Like what you were saying, being, you know, uh, uh, we think we arrived. Mm -hmm. you know, no, we didn't arrive yet. 
okay. know what I mean? So it's a constant yes. Okay. Hold that, hold that. We're going to say that part first. Right, no. So I wanted to ask you, what, do you have a... Do you have an exact time that you gave him your first yes? Because because his response to the first part was very vital. So now I'll just ask, just to get a my first an yes exact yeah was when I was immature. When I first when I you know like they, you know when we were growing up, they were like okay. baptized in Jesus' name yeah. with the Holy Ghost. Okay. My first yes was that. Okay. When they thought that I came to the age of understanding, gotcha. which is not the age of understanding according right. to the Lord. You know, it's the age of understanding according to men. Okay. You know, um, that was the first time I was about maybe seven years old. Okay. Edward? Uh, answering the first one or that Th That was still the first one. I just decided to ask so I could get a, a better answer for the... So, um, well, yeah. when, I, when I hear that... <laughs> When I hear that question, it's uh, when did you say that I am not going to go back to the lifestyle of old or a worldly lifestyle? That's what I hear when I hear that question. Okay. And that actually happened to me when, you know, after I lost my sight, maybe, uh, let's see, right before, um, I kind of introduced myself to my wife. Mm -hmm. That's when I started my transition. Um, so you say 2016. Okay. That's when I was like, okay, this is it. I, I'm, I'm done living like this. I get it. And which was a process for me to get to where I am now because the bottle never, well, the bottle at that time didn't stay on the table. Right where I picked it up from the first time. Gotcha. Um, so 2016 was just like the that moment where I was like, okay, I'm done. I need to, I need to get I'm I need a relationship with you, mm -hmm. not the relationship everybody wanted me to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that was that was that time. But my first yes was when I was eleven. That's when I got baptized and I believe I received the gift of the um, I was about 11 when I first did it. Um, honestly, I thought it was just a hidden thing to do. Um, I went to church seeking after the girls. I didn't go seeking after God. So, um, listen, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, like we talked about earlier, I was looking for validation from people from at all at all the wrong places and all the wrong times. So um, I first did it at 11, and then um, I really started this walk uh, and given this yes, I'll go deeper in another day with that question, because that's an actually a loaded question. Yeah. Um, I want to say, probably cops. It's crazy, almost around the same time as Edward, probably like around 16, 17, 20, 2016, 2017. Um, I would say I quit the around seven. Um, it was it. Um, actually at church. Um, that's when I first gave my yes. But um, I think when I really said I'm gonna stop and really 
try to live life not on like not sitting on purpose, mm -hmm. but to actually fully live right, I think was around the age of 18, 19, 20, one of those. Okay. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when God woke me up clearly, like just clear as day, because it's a little reckless, you know, mm -hmm. um, sleeping with somebody's wife that was older than me about 10 years and then still partying, drinking, and still, you know, coming to sing, praise, and worship. And that's what I was saying about leaders allowing you to still do yes. things that you should not be doing. And me, I still looked at it and, you know, maybe people not my age probably would not sit there and say, I needed the correction and I wanted the correction. I wanted somebody to tell me, mm -hmm. go sit down because at the end of the day, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I will say, yes, maybe back in the day, um, they probably did sweep some things under the rug, but also back in the day, they did have anointing and real anointing. Mm -hmm. And I always make it fun of like nowadays, how mothers now, back in the day, used to have peppermints. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, yes. The first ladies now and there, they're chewing bubble gum. So yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> our, our, mothers, our, our mothers are in their 30s. In this place, right? <laughs> and so therefore, you know, back in the day, they had these urns. Because we stayed in prayer. The church, I don't see all night prayer anymore. I'm sorry. And I gone for it. So I don't see that kind of stuff anymore. And so therefore, back in the day, they had the discernment to say, and I saw it with my own eyes. I saw that they tell you, come here. Yep. No, you ain't singing today. They'll sit you on it, but they have the right spirit to tell you that. But nowadays, they don't. So therefore, you know, you might take it the wrong way. You know why? Because they're benefiting from their good. Yeah. Mm. Come on here. Right. Yeah. So they think. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they think. It's beneficial yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Mark. Can I answer the second part? I'm going to give you the second part. No, I didn't no, think I No, no, because they got the answer when they first said yes. And then oh, okay. when, I know oh, yes. when they said yes. No, wait. So what was the second part? So I'll come and I'll be playing and all that stuff. 
So, like about a month in, my wife that I didn't know was my wife comes to the door. Me and my cousin, we all, you know what I mean? He on the drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, who that? Mm. Oh. Yo, I'm in church. Now, mind you, I'm in church, right? You know what I mean? Planning to go to the party after I get out. You know what I mean? Me and my, you know what I mean? Me and my people, whatever. So, you know what I mean? I'm like, who is that? So, like, the next week was like, um, it was New Year's service at the church. And I wasn't going because I was going to the party. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, all right, this, this, this is leading up to my yes. My other yes. All right? So I'm like, I'm going to the party, you know what I mean? So I went to the party, and they couldn't get the system right, because I used to make sure that the system was right for church and all that stuff, because they needed a sound man. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm familiar with all that stuff. Let me fix this for y'all. Don't let nobody touch it, please. <laughs> Setting it up so when I'm not there, it's, it's fine. everything is good. Somebody touches the system. So this little girl called me. You know, <laughs> my wife. Now, no, this is how I was thinking. I'm like, who are you? Why are you calling me? You know what I mean? Well, I'm over at y'all church, and we trying to get the sound system. We trying to do praise and worship and stuff. I'm like, all right. So I had to tell them what you know, I me mean, what to do. So literally, how many months? Five months later. Five months later, I'm still you know trying to get myself together. See, it's the difference between when you're trying to get yourself together when you let the Lord get you together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I have women and all that stuff, and the Lord was like, look, well, I'm going to start narrowing that. He started cutting my women off. I'm like, what happened? I ain't talking about that. I used to get a phone call saying, yo, what up? Listen, listen, listen. Okay, over here. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. There was a wife before you, man.
when, you know, she started going to the church, she would do praise and worship while I was playing. We would do praise and worship together. And um, all of a sudden, like, this one day, we ain't had nothing to eat. All we had, like, $2 or $3, and she had $2. I was just like, look, let's put our money together and get some chicken wings. Fried rice and gravy. Look, I'm hungry. I know you're hungry, but we was the only one. Like, you know what I mean? Let's get something to eat. That night, when we were riding home, um, my wife was riding with uh, another party who was a family member, and they were like uh, saying all types of stuff about me. I'm crazy, you know, I was throwed off, you know what I mean? But I was throwed off for the right reason, because you're not going to sit up there and come to my house, and I already know what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I'm going to do it to you before you do it to me. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So that was, that was my mentality. I'm not going to... Seven days, God totally delivered me from weed, wet, cigarettes, coke, 
drinking, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would always have the cases. cases. You understand what I'm saying? But God gets the glory. You know what I mean? Because he was preparing me for my wife. You know what I mean? For my wife. You understand what I'm saying? And I said yes to the Lord at that point. You know what I mean? So that's what brought me to that that yes. That's still the first question. Um, this was good, guys. Um, this was real good. Uh, I'm thankful that you know we got a chance to get away from out of our busy schedules to, you know, come and worship, but in a different setting. Um, I truly thank each and every last one of you for saying yes, um, for hearing the God in me and not just me, um, so that we can actually produce what God uh, wanted. Um, I saw your finger. Can, yes. can yes. the wife chime in? Please, please, please. Okay, so just as an encouragement to our brother who is not married yet, Okay. I think that um, with his wife's presence here now, I think we should ask brother Edward to tell us how he met his wife and how God told you that was your wife and then you got it back in your hands. Sorry, I just got to ask. For the people. How you met your wife? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all had some amazing uh, testimony. So, and even some things that, you know, we're in relationship <laughs> with you guys and it's some things that we know and some things we didn't know of your testimony. So, I just think that you guys, this today just really is going to, I think you want to get a lot of feedback with this one, to be honest. I think that because these men um, shared so much, I really believe that it's going to be some testimonies. Okay. I'm trying to hold back. I'm going to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to proper this down. <laughs> Alright, so I'll keep it as short as I can. Please. Um no problem, man. That's my cue. Uh, um so uh I first saw um my wife at my grandmother's repast. Um we were at uh, the family house and you know, I, I saw her before, but the first time she ever said something to me was there. And like, I was like a little kid. Like, I was like, oh my God, she said something to me. But I couldn't do anything about it because I was in a relationship at the time. And I, I was never that guy that had a bunch of women. You know, I was always that guy that was with his girl while everybody else was messing around. But um, I lost my sight in 2015. Um, and, you know, the female that I was with at the time, you know, she left me because I guess she thought I was a liability. So, you know, she went on to be with who she was, who she's with now. Um, so uh, 2016, uh, I was never afraid of re rejection from anybody. I didn't care if they said no or yes. It didn't really bother me at all. But I was like, if she said no to me, she going to crush my world. But I sucked it up. I told my brother, I was like, yo, I'm going to ask her, you know, we just be friends and see where it goes from there. <laughs> and uh, June 6th, 
no, July 6, 2016. July 16, 2016. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her if I could be a friend to see where it went from there. And, um, you know, like everybody does, everybody has their things that they have to handle over. And I was the guy, I ain't waiting for nobody. We going to be together or we not. But for some reason, no, nah, for real, that was Kim talk, but she made me, she made me wait two years in order. In, I never, listen, I ain't never wait that long. I ain't never went that long for no friends. But, but you know, you know why I appreciate waiting two years is yeah. because in that process we built a friendship, Amen. which I never built with any of the other females I've ever dated or been with. Amen. And that's what's keeping us together now is because we know how to be friends and understand where we're coming from here. Sometimes, because sometimes we can't. I I know she don't get me. Because I'm crazy and it don't make sense sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I know I could be thrown off too. You know, but we built that friendship, but, which was the initial connection. We got to see where each other's head and heart was. And now that we're connected in one, we know where each other's soul is. So um, I, I was going to wait until my mother's appreciation service, but. I told, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got my social security check. And I told my brother, I said, take me to Zales. Because I'm I'm not going to wait because I waited this long. <laughs> I'm going to propose to her <laughs> on New Year's Eve. And, you know, December 31st, 2018. Three years. Like three, 2018, I, I proposed to her. Three months later after that, we got married. Yeah. 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 And so this day, no, I'm sorry, five months, because we got married on her birthday. So oh, January, man. May 17th. Three months is when I proposed to her. Because like in October, she said yes. Hey. Hey. She said, I'll take you. We realized that we were soulmates, and I was in Bahama Breeze about to shout on the table. <laughs> <laughs> For real, because I was like, this is what I was doing. No, let, me, let me tell you this one part. I told, I told my brother in September, because she said, you know, I'm ready to take this relationship further in October. I told my brother in September, I said, bro, I ain't never made this long for female. And I feel like it's never going to happen now. So you know what? I'm just going to take a step back. He said, okay. I mean, you know, but I think you should wait. And I said, all right. And I was about to call her and be like, you know what? I think we should just really be friends from now on because I don't think it's going to go anywhere. But I never met, I never got around to that call. Thank God for not making that call. And we went on a date to Bahama Breeze and it was something about the spirit that day. It was something about the spirit. And she was like, you know, I said, she won't say it today. She said, I really feel like you're my soulmate. My smile, you know the chesty cat from I was a woman. I was, I was, I walked out the Hunger Breeze like this. <laughs> but I married my best friend.